Martin, let's get something straight. You have never been a legend. We go back to Shawn Michaels, great, no legend. Foley, not even great, and for sure not a legend. So in my eyes, in my eyes, you look at me and say, legend. I look at you and say, virgin. Ruthless aggression. It's my life, my time, my rights, my rhymes, my rhyme, my struggle, hustle, sweat, and my blood too. A red and smell sphere, I smell a lot. My competitors flex here. When it smoked, I was hot. I want it all. Excess, the sex, and much success. Stress us. I want it all, no less. So come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 64 of the RE Era podcast. The only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude and really, really, really tried to make us feel sorry for a rapist. As it is time to look at the fallout from No Mercy and build to our next pay-per-view, Taboo Tuesday 2004. As always, I am Dave, and as always, as fucking always and probably forever, it seems, joining me over the internet is Big Sexy himself, Michael Rag. It's Wednesday, you know what that means. Oh, mate. Fucking, yeah. So, last time, but, well, obviously since the last time that me and Mike spoke, the wrestling world lost. Not not just a wrestler. Um, a, a fucking amazing human being by all accounts. Absolutely amazing father, amazing person in some know him as Luke Harper, some know him as Brody Lee, some know him as John Huber. Um, yeah, fucking pfft, horrible, man. Horrible. Absolutely. Like, the, the more and more, like, um, I was engrossed in w looking at Big E's Twitter feed for two or three days because you got these constant stories and memories. And I think it was a, a good release for Big E at the same time to share this, all these backstage stories. And it sounds sure. like, yeah, oh, definitely. Um, it certainly sounds like it, it, they had this massive little group backstage of just mates that, like, fucking about with each other and playing video games and just having a laugh. And uh, it, it was one of them. And, oh, it's fucking... Horrible, absolutely horrible, horrible. And I, I think the tribute show that AEW did was absolutely Amazing. outstanding, outstanding on every level. Uh, they did exactly what you'd expect from a tribute show. And then you had all the people that were dicking on WWE and it's like, no, yeah, he was our guy. We'll do our own thing in our own way, but let the company that was wrestling with, let them do their shit. Imagine how, how, like, how more negative WWE would have got uh, from your, your social media buffoons if they would have actually done a full out all out tribute show exactly do you know what i mean it's like but what they have done like if like the network they've uploaded i was uh, looking yesterday they've uploaded like a three and a half hour long clip um of like all these best matches and stuff like that and uh, so and you've had all, obviously they did all the backstage stuff so wb have done their own thing in their own way but like i feel like they didn't want to step on aw's toes and let AEW do it in their own way. And they did it in a, in a fabulous way. Fabulous way. But Respectful as well. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But let's try and get on something a bit more positive, Michael. How's isolation and coronavirus and fucking lockdown doing you? <laughs> we're, we're here again, Happy Bob. New Year, first of all. <laughs> Happy New Year. We're here again. It give us a week. It give us a week. They went, well, I told you to mingle with your family, but I didn't think you'd mingle with family. And now that what you've done, you've mingled with your family and we're back in lockdown. <laughs> oh, mate. I, we're never going to see each other ever again. This is just our life, isn't it? 
Just I'm only way I'm ever going to speak to you is when I'm staring at my big horrible microphone. <laughs> anyway, anyway, shall we get on with the build towards our next pay per view, Taboo Tuesday, with our opening episode of Monday Night Raw? It's October the fourth. We are live from Madison Square Garden in New York City, New York. Big now, Apple, baby. Straight off the bat, Michael, it's a really weird setup because. It's how set up is now in modern day Madison Square Garden, but you still can see where people used to come out of. Yeah. But it's not centralized. So the ring is like aligned more to the left. So when you're looking at the screen, the Madison Square entrance, which you're so used to seeing banging the center of the ring, is off to the right a little bit. And it just, I was felt really odd. It was like I was drunk. I wondered what was up with that. <laughs> I did not like it. <laughs> Straight off the bat. Point none, Mavens. But did you notice on the opening intro, the, the theme song, they've added the uh, dick kick from Flair to Walk <laughs> yes. last week yeah. already. Well, it's one of the moments that's going to be remembered forever, isn't it? Uh, so, as always, on Monday Night Raw, Triple H and the boys, but it's, it's not quite the boys. They're introduced as Evolution, but it's actually just Triple H and Flair. Tag Team Dissension, Michael. Or, you know, maybe Batista's just watching Dorf or Well, hey, you're, you're thinking outside the box. I'm thinking Vince just wants his team to split. <laughs> no, I'm thinking like the game. <laughs> Cover everywhere. Um, Flair, he gets on the mic and he wants to clarify something. He said last week he came out on Raw and he said Triple H was the greatest wrestler alive. He said, I was wrong. Because I, and Triple H's face when he said I was wrong. It's like, you motherfucker. Because I was wrong. I wanted to understand he's the greatest wrestler of all the times. Uh, in the arena. I'm at home going, yeah! It, it's just Triple H's cell that was perfect. Yeah, he was just, he looked at him. I was like, what do you fucking mean? <laughs> he says, Randy Orton, let's get something straight. You've never beat a legend. He then goes through his list like he always does about the legends that apparently, pff, he's not a legend. Pff, he's They're not, not a legend. legends. They're not legends. And he says, you look at me and you say legend. I look at you and I say virgin. You're a virgin at killing legends. And you know how many virgins I have made holler scream and bleed all night long? And then Flair throws down the challenge to Orton for Tarot Tuesday for a submissions match, a cage match or whatever. <laughs> so, right, let, me, any let, let me get this right on the same episode that we're about to talk to Lita about a, losing a baby Ric Flair's mentioning Brecken and Virgins yeah Monday Night Raw and, and it's not that long between them yeah but segments. this is Ric Flair who's like 60 odd surely at this time probably not 60 odd probably at least 50 odd talking about do, do, do you know how many virgins it sounds so wrong because it is so wrong <laughs> fucking Vince he's a fucking nutcase Vince is like scratch it pal <laughs> <laughs> Triple H, he gets on the mic um, and he bashes the voting concept for Taboo Tuesday. He insults the fact that the fans get to decide the fate and says um, they'll be over their heads trying to run a show. I'm qualified to tell you that Taboo Tuesday is a joke and it's a sham. And then Y2J comes out and he says, I'll tell you what's a sham, motherfucker. And he does a little vote of his own. He wants to know, is Triple H the best wrestler ever? No, 
But I tell you what, the fans say that he's the biggest horse as arse on God's screen. Ever walked the face of the earth. Um, Jericho, he says the first person to come up with the idea of voting was himself, um, and it was his idea. Did he confirm that in his book? Apparently so. Um, I've, I've heard it numerous times. He's, he's, he's a fucking good match creator, is Chris Jericho. Because wasn't the money in the bank mind. his idea as well? Kayfabe, it was. Was that could it be Not real life concerned. as well? I don't know. I feel, I, feel like, I feel like I've read it where it is. I don't I'll know. Take credit if it's, yeah, if it yeah, is. I'm going to say, I don't know what, what your classifier has confirmed because I'm sure I've read Chris Jericho saying he did. <laughs> so, is he in character or not? He's always in character in this game. Well, there, there is that. There is that. Um, so, Jericho, he'll be smiling, he says, when uh, Hunter doesn't win at Taboo Tuesday. Flair takes offence, challenges Jericho, who walks away. So, Flair calls him a coward which brings Jericho back like all good faces do. But he's come back with a chair. But he gets ambushed. That's where Batista is. He's waiting in Gorilla for someone to come out and call Triple H a cunt. And he's going to come out and beat him up. Um, but that brings out um, Benoit. But it's three on two still. he's still got a few of evolution to cling to the main event. <laughs> that brings out the biggest face working WWE at the minute, Edge, to come and even the odds. Save, yeah, so save his pals. Well, who knows? Who knows? Um, so yeah, Edge, Edge saving Jericho I'm, is just a bit weird, isn't it? I like how he went straight for Champa. You've got, you've got. He, he held the title Make, in the make air. that statement. That's it. Show your dominance. Show your dominance. Um, we come back from commercial and we're backstage, and coach is interviewing Christian with Big Sexy Tyson. Uh, Christian, he kind of fucks about with the idea that he has to be scared of Triple H in the mecca of WWE. He, he says it's time for Christian to steal the show. And I was, I was, I was behind him. I was like, yes, Christian. Yeah. If if he won't play ball, take it from him. Yeah, absolutely. And take that touch. <laughs> and our opening match, it's heartbreak, heartbreak Kid even, Shawn Michaels versus Christian with Tyson. Uh, Michael sets up switching music. Got to get them ratings up for demo. <laughs> what big sexy Tyson? Big sexy Tyson. That's what's getting them ratings, mate. People aren't tuning in for this. They're tuning. This is an added bonus. They're tuning in for Tyson Tonko, just like SmackDown used to tune in for Nathan Jones. No, the tuning in for signs that just say memes. <laughs> I quite like the one. I don't know if it's in this episode or the next episode, but it says "Raw is dough." Like Homer Simpson with the toe. <laughs> great sign. Great sign. Um, so, Shawn Michaels, he sets up for switching music. Uh, Tom Coloy pulls Christian out of the way. So, Shawn goes outside. It's Christian with a swinging neck breaker. And then a switch. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and then a switching music for Tonko. And then we go to the break. And we come back about, I don't know, let's see. If in real time, it'd probably be five, six minutes. Yeah. Tonko is fucked up. Yeah, he's gone. To the point he had, helped to, it back, he had to be back helped minutes. to the back. So, Big Sexy Tyson is never going to be in the main event against Sean, is it? Because one super kick, and he's done for a fortnight. Gonna say, how long does it take to hit a super kick? How long does it take to recover from one? If you're Tonko or... That's, if you're Tonko, yeah. The size of him is a beast. Exactly, he should be straight up. Yeah, but it's, it's made out of fucking polystyrene, isn't it? we've got to build him back together um, so we get, we'll go back inside uh, we get a slugfest atop on, on the corner uh, Sean backdrops Christian off which was that was a great move um, savage elbow from Sean but he kind of it was a bit weird Christian was a little bit too close for his elbow drop I thought 
It looks a little bit awkward when Michael's come out. But then he, he does what he does best and oversells his back injury like he's just been shot in the back. He does it better than anyone else. Oh, absolutely. Um, gets his way back up to his feet, tunes up the band again, switching music, one, two, three. Crowd, for me, I feel like they're a bit deflated. I think they're wanting Christian to get the victory and all that. Yeah, it, it would have been more sensor. But, I think, but remember where we are. Yeah. We're in Madison Square Garden, the ultimate and mark we're going to crowd. Michael's possibly been in the main event of a pay per view. Well, that's the thing. Like I, like I alluded to earlier. You, if this been after after Taboo Tuesday. Oh yeah, definitely. But we're at that we're at that moment now where we've got three weeks to push who we want you to vote for because by all all accounts it's still legit and they're still going with they, they've thought of different angles and stuff according to the date sheets. Um, of, of potential outcomes but they're going with that they want the fans fingers crossed to want what Vince wants we'll, we'll cover this later <laughs> but earlier today our colleague Todd Grisham did have the opportunity to speak with Lita Lita first of all thanks for taking the time to do this interview I'm sure the last six months have been extremely painful for you. Yeah. Todd, I got myself into a hell of a predicament involving both, both Matt and King. And I really, I really regret that. But I don't regret my pregnancy. I mean, first, when I found out Kane was the father, I was devastated. But then I started to feel my baby move inside of me. And I wanted nothing more than to give birth to my baby. My baby was the only thing innocent in all of this. And now, now I will, I will never know what my baby looks like. I will never hold my baby boy. My baby boy was taken away from me. Snitsky took him away from me. Well, speaking of Snitsky, we had the chance to talk to him and he says, you losing your baby isn't really his fault. Kane does exactly what he says he's going to do. Make no mistake, Snitsky is a dead man. We go backstage. 
to um, a t- where we see a taped interview with Lita. Uh, Lita with Todd Grisham. Uh, Lita says she's disappointed that the only innocent thing in, her, in the whole predicament is dead and that she'll never hold her baby boy. Snitsky took him away from me. I have no love for Kane, but once, I hope Kane does exactly what he says he's going to do. Make, mo- make no mistake, Snitsky is a dead man. And then we get that stupid, prolonged close-up that we've got, it seems, on every end of every segment of this feud. It's either been... It's been Kane going... Or Lita just staring, looking like she wants to die. It is Hollyoaks. It just needs the... I don't know what the theme tune is for Hollyoaks. I don't know what the Hollyoaks equivalent of the... I don't know what the equivalent is, but it needs that instead of... <laughs> um, Eric Bischoff, uh, we see. Uh, he shakes a deal with a mystery person. Um, I wonder who she is. Mm, he gets what he wants, she gets what she wants. Coach barges in, he says hi, and then he whinges about not wanting to interview K- uh, Snitsky. Um, and then we go back to Bischoff talking to the mystery woman. Oh, we only ever see her legs. Yeah, and a hand. And Coach asks, What is she doing here? Spoiler alert, who do you reckon it is? Steph. Did you actually think it were who it were no. at the time? What? Did you actually think it was who it was at the time before knowing who it was? Uh, back in 2004? Or Not right now. Re-watching. Yeah, re-watching it, yeah. Oh, re-watching it now. Of course I knew who it was. I, I didn't. And we're both agreeing it was Carmella, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did, I had, it never entered my mind that it'd be Carmella. I was thinking, st- I was thinking more like, that's death. <laughs> and I'm like, maybe one more time. She's going to ride with Eric. They're going to fall back to that cheeky little snog they had and stuff. And no, no. Anyway, Jim Ross is in the ring because it's up to Jim to interview Gene. Um, he wheels an empty fucking pram to the ring. Um, yeah, I thought that this was going to be that segment. Well, he takes a lap and carries it into the ring for his interview. Baby killer chants start. He said, look, it wasn't my fault. And then he gives the mic back. JR thinks there are a lot of people here in MSG who disagree. Here's one that might, though. Kane hits the stage, glares at Snitsky. Snitsky launches the fucking pram at him, which just bounces. Um, That's when I realised it's not that safe. It's not that safe, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Snitsky gets the steel pipe out. Um, he's hit it in the pram and he batters Kane with it. Beats the shit on him to the point where Kane bleeds. Um, and and... Who else has made Kane bleed before? Ooh. The shame at man making bleed during their feud in Survivor Series. Yeah. <laughs> so, Snitsky and, and Shane that, that's it. the only two people who've made Kane bleed. That's quite an eclectic group of superstars right there. <laughs> group, tandem of superstars. Um, so, Snitsky, he leaves Kane lying. Kane's busted open, blood everywhere. Uh, Snitsky leaves and, do you know, if we're going to put Kane over as a sympathetic rapist babyface, then the heel in this did a fantastic job. He did. Because he battered that baby face all over the place. He made them shots with that steel pipe look stiff as fuck. I I thought Kane, I thought he was doing a great job. Snitsky's winning me over. <laughs> I never thought I'd say this. Who gives a fuck about Lita's kid? Well. <laughs> Up next, Michael, Chris Benoit versus Dave Batista. What, Again. Did, what did you make? I was just about to say, what did you make to 87 times in a lifetime? This is their 15th televised match this year so far. Is that true? 
That's true. They wow. Wrestled, up until this point, they'd wrestled 34 matches together. Jesus. That's, that's including house shows. Wow. Well done for your research, Michael. Fucking wow. Because <laughs> I was like, how many fucking times have these two fought each other <laughs> this year? I wanted to know. Uh, we get your usual bollocks, ref bump, flare interaction, uh, Batista bomb, uh, he goes for, but Rick, uh, Randy Orton, sorry, hits the ring, clears house, brings out Bischoff to take, get security to take Orton out. This gets a Randy chance, so I'm still going with I don't see what WWE or Vince saw, because for me, so far, from his turn up to now, the fans are positive, the mic works good, he looks motivated, he's over as fuck. Exactly. Over as fuck. Um, but Ric Flair joins in um, sorry Batista beats up security guards Ric Flair joins in uh, the security guards they finally restore a bit of order as the the match ends I suppose um, yeah it's more ben, yeah, more Ben Moore and Batista Ben Moore versus Batista it's Orton Ends versus Evolution by Orton. I'm sure we've seen that before well it's Orton versus Evolution with everybody else involved it's everyone versus Evolution <laughs> um, we go to commercials we come back and Eric Bischoff, he brags about Orton getting thrown out. He also updates the crowd on Taboo Tuesday, which he says he still hates, by the way. Um, Snitsky versus Kane in a weapon of choice match. You, you people will decide whether it's a lead pipe, a steel chair, or a steel chain. Well, after, Have we had the chain prop yet? After just seeing what he did with the pipe, I've got a feeling, Michael, it's going to be a pipe. Yeah, they, they want the fans to vote for a pipe. <laughs> Because we saw no other weapon get used. Like, the only fallback to the chair is... Yeah. yeah but the chair's the only fallback is, is obviously the Lita, the Lita moment. But, the, yeah. like, if Lita would have maybe brought it up early saying, I want Kane to get a chair and do to oh, him what he did to me. Do chains represent what Kane used the Lita? No, chains represent umbilical cord. <laughs> and we also find out every Raw superstar who isn't in a match is eligible to face Chris Jericho for the IC title. So, that's a great opportunity for somebody. That's a great opportunity for the fans to fuck with WWE. Put Hurricane, come on. Rosie. <laughs> Just someone proper random. I'd be straight up voting for Maven. Main event, Maven. Maven, mate, I'm telling you now. I'd vote for him as many times as possible. Because I reckon the plan was always for Jericho to lose. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was just a matter of who they put the, there. The story was, you can't prepare for what you don't know. You can't prepare for what you don't know. And when you don't know... Very same level to how they did it with uh, Roman Reigns when it was Roman versus every cunt for Royal Rumble. Yeah. Where you don't know what's coming next. It could be fucking anybody. Um, AJ Styles, and they missed the camera shot. Because <laughs> they're idiots. Just like they missed Edge's spear. Because they're fucking idiots. Because Kevin Dunn's too fucking busy looking at 84,000 cameras going 2, 92, 80, 1, 62, 9, 11. No, they're probably, they're probably, they're, it's probably just right and left. <laughs> just very, very quick. Left four times, right nine times. That's why we get like 20 million, oh, 7,002 camera it's cuts. Absolutely mental. Um, and. Finally, Eric Bischoff, he says his match against Eugene, he has an announcement to make, for which he invites his nephew to come to the ring. Eugene comes out um, and he finds out from his uncle that somebody backstage has a crush on you. Please meet the runner-up of the quarter of a million dollar diva contest, that Playboy bird, because we had to sign her because she's been in Playboy. 
Not that Carmella. That's who they wanted to win. Absolutely. <laughs> we were a done deal that she were getting signed. No one owes of anything. <laughs> um, it's all a ruse, though, because Carmella doesn't like horrible fellas, even though she says she might fancy Eugene if he were bald. But that brings out the real love interest, it seems, of Eugene, as the winner of the $2,050 Tough Enough comes out of $2,050. They've won two grand. <laughs> That's about how much they deserve. Christy Emmy comes out, and she actually wants yeah, a piece. Yeah, did you notice the theme as well? I did. Is that Alicia Fox's theme? Oh, I don't know. I weren't familiar. I, feel, I, weren't... Worked, I know it worked the hive. Yeah, I feel like I was, yeah, I was familiar with it, but I don't know where from. So, yeah, if Alicia Fox is that, is that where it is? I knew I, I was familiar. I like it. Um, but, yeah, she comes out, and she... Plants one on Eugene and then plants her proper in on Eugene. So Eugene it's is just jizzes and getting some tonight. What did you make, Michael, to that weird fucking segment? It was like a skit from that Lily Evans song. Jizz in my pants. <laughs> you jumped on me and gave me a kiss, not jizzed in my pants. <laughs> Walk up in the ring, Playboy Bird comes in, jizzed in my pants. <laughs> up next, Michael, it is La Resistance. Those fucking knobheads from France versus Hurricane and Rosie, your resident superheroes. Um, Hurricane, he tags in and we get a bit of heel cheating as Conway um, fucks about with a headlock. Grenier cheap shots Rosie, distracts him. A lot of like heel work in this. It was great yeah. from like, I don't think, it's still not getting over, is it? Like, I think the only thing that gets La Resistance over is Sylvan at the start saying, oh, ha, 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 and all that stuff. The in-ring work, the proper dirty... Because they, they use dirty heel tactics all the time, especially in this match. Um, and they use dirty... That's all can do. Yeah, but it does... Like, it lasted two minutes, right, this match. Two and a half minutes. And we got... Yeah, and did you notice as well, uh, before when Hurricane and Rose were coming down to the ring, Joe was like, this is a non-title match, and then the graphic flashed up. <laughs> yeah. He was like, oh, so it is a title match now. <laughs> but it's all about, Michael... Our favourite of all dissensions, the tag team <laughs> dissension. As, after the match, Rosie goes wild on everybody. But he's got his mask on fucking wrong. So he can't see what he's doing. Twatters into her again. So, uh-oh. This has been inside, Slum. Do you know what needs to happen? Is Rosie needs to turn heel, keep her again face, and Rosie needs to come out in, like, all dark, black superhero gear and be the proper bad guy superhero. It won't happen. Yeah. It, it doesn't happen, but that's what should happen. I will. I hope they don't split up because I like the superheroes. The I like them, but the shit. The, but it's, it works out for one of them. Well, there is that. There is that. Once he moves over to smack off the down. Michael, we find out that Simon Dean still doesn't like you. He says, fat people aren't jolly. They're disgusting. But give in to the Simon system and in a few weeks, you'll be able to see 10 old friends. Your toes! <laughs> That's an amazing fat joke right there. <laughs> and we go backstage to Jonathan Coach interviewing Edge. He asks him why fans should vote for him at Table Tuesday. He says it's because he's faced Triple H zero times. Unlike Michaels and Benoit, who've had a bajillion. And he's fucking correct. Uh, yeah. Now, the only time I can remember Edge ever having a crack for title, didn't he have a go against Big Show? Or maybe yeah. Brock Lesnar. Brock at Rebellion Brock, 2002. Yes. I knew he fought somebody back then. Uh, but yeah, he's only had one crack at it. But yeah, he's never had a crack at the big gold. So yeah, he does deserve. But you know the fans aren't going to vote for Edge. It's that fucking simple. Because I think the 
doing heel stuff too soon. I'm loving it. But for the fans, if you're in the fans to vote for him to face the Blake. Oh, yeah, you've got no chance. As a heel, you've got no chance. Absolutely no chance. He's not over enough as a heel to be voted as a heel. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Not yet. Abso- not yet. Absolutely. Um, we go. We go backstage and we see the twenty. I look like how it's a very round number. Like there's nobody else. Do you know what I, mean? a, I reckon if you looked at the roster, there'd be people that were that, that are on the roster that aren't in that office. Yeah. Absolutely. And we find out all the guys eligible for the IC title match are also going to be lumberjacks for tonight's main event between Y2J and Triple H. Because. Why does that stipulation need to be there? Because we love a good lumberjack. We don't. I used to. Years ago, it used to be one of my favourite gimmicks. And now it's just, oh, throw the guy out to the guys. They're going to beat him and throw him in. It's, it has a very much a running order as a lumberjack match. Yeah, it's rinse repeat. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing. Absolutely. Very Yeah, no, definitely 100%. Um, up next, Stacey Keebler versus Molly Holly with Trish Stratus on commentary. And she delivers some beautiful lines. Um, she, we see highlights of Christie's appearance last week, and Trish is like, "If you look closely, you can tell she's actually quite a slut." And she's not a fan of sluts. No, she says, "I'm not too fond of sluts." She just exudes sluttiness, you know. <laughs> like, Trish Stratus as a dickhead heel is a beautiful character. She is. She really is. I, I love heel Trish. She really is. Uh, Michael Shock Horror Stacy Keebler gets the victory with the Skullgirl. Yeah, and now she's number a former women's champion. So is she on a is she on the on the path to become future women's champion? Maybe. Well, I wouldn't put it past them, but <laughs> take that from Trish. <laughs> well, it is time, Michael, for our main event. It is Chris Jericho versus Triple H in a lumberjack match. Um, towards the end of the match, Jericho, it's Triple H with a bulldog, tries the lion salt, misses though, but lands on his feet, gets distracted by Big Dave, walks into a pedigree attempt, but reverses into a double leg and hits the walls. Um, but the flair gets on the apron. He hits a springboard dropkick onto Flair. Jericho goes up top to take out a bunch of lumberjacks for no fucking reason. Yeah, um, why? No reason. But to get a holy shit champ from the audience, I think, because it didn't happen. Uh, Jericho heads up with a reverse elbow on Triple H, but Rhino hits him with a go, 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 and that gets the victory for Hunter. <laughs> what? Yeah. Eh. Rhino beat Jericho. R- Rhino. There were a couple. I want to. I just have one thing to say. Stevie Richards, last we saw time I saw him was at Unforgiven it was a face saving Victoria from Trish and Tomka but who we, stood next to Christian we need heels why was Stephen Richards stood next to Christian and Tomka because we don't have enough heels yeah, Triple H and Jericho with a reverse elbow off the top and it, hey, look at this oh, Rhino and my dog Rhino just poured the hell out of Jericho and that's gotta be a retaliation for that baseball slide, which had to be a misunderstanding. Oh, paybacks are hell in the WWE, JR. Look at and, this! Gore and, and Triple H. Look! And Triple H beats Jericho and sends to Rhino. Oh, baby! Triple H! misunderstanding. And now, look at the three members of Evolution in a ring. Trying to, well, there's still some unfinished business. And that's like a breaking down here. It's breaking down in New York City. What has happened? Wait, wait, wait. It's chaos. Chaos is right. Is it? It's back. Orton's back. What is he doing back? The 24-year-old Orton is back. Oh, 
stop from St. Louis now. Being hammered by Christian and tail of Grandier. Look out! Tail of Christian. Randy Orton is electric. No! off the air Michael with a massive brawl as always as to be expected Lumberjacks everyone's scrapping but then Randy Orton getting the proper Austin treatment comes in and RKO's every fucker in sight and Raw goes off the air with again the crowd going wild for Orton Orton looking amazing I don't understand yeah. I don't understand where it goes wrong I can't understand why they didn't want to keep him longer for him I, I totally agree. I totally agree because it's not long, am I right? It's not long till he goes over to SmackDown and he's a heel. I say not long. Yeah. I say not long. Probably six months or something like that. Uh, yeah. It's after media. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably a bit longer than six months. Um, but yeah, I don't understand why they didn't just... He's not now just a face forever. Um, it's very bizarre. It's going to interest to see where it goes wrong. Same with, like we said about Shelton Benjamin. Interest to see where yeah. that goes wrong. Because it goes wrong somewhere for him along the way. But anyway, Michael, that was our opening episode of Monday Night Raw. What did you make and how many Mavens? I gave it a three Maven. It was a decent enough show. Maven was okay. The Lumberjack. Um, but 15 minutes open promo. Yeah. But you're always kind of going to get that with Evolution. That's just the th Especially when we're building up to a pay-per-view main event of Evolution's in there and probably the semi-main event Evolution's going to be in there with Orton and Flair. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's if, Evolution if heavy. Evolution will be in the ice as well. <laughs> That's it. There's going to be a lot of Evolution. A lot of Evolution. Michael, would you like some dirty, dirty, dirty sheet news on the back of our opening episode of Monday Night Raw? Yes, please. Now, for those wondering why Mr. Snitsky's promos seem a bit old school and a bit goofy, apparently Stephanie McMahon has had a huge influence on the style. Apparently, after his first promo came off really silly, Stephanie McMahon found it hilarious, and WWE Saucer decided to run with Snitsky as a goofy speaker. So, hey, yeah, I didn't do it. Is that not, is that not really his voice then? I didn't do it. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> I'm just a fucking idiot. Also, Michael... In somewhat worrying uh, times for WWE, the raw rating this week came in at a 3.4, with the second hour scoring lower than the first. Now, the trend has always been the second hour scores higher. In this case, it's been an exemption. In this case, it's an exception, which is a pretty big negative to WWE. Now, it should be noted that the second hour of the show started with Kane and Snitsky, um, and the biggest problem was Michaels and Christian was advertised for the main event, However, yeah, it, it took place way earlier in the show. Yeah, opening match. Got it. As I said, you got to get that demo. <laughs> that is it. Are you ready, Michael, for some smack of the down? Y'all know my drill. You know, usually I come out here, do the whole dog thing, making fun of people and everything, but... 
I just came off a hell of a series, man, a, a hell of a rivalry. We know about rivalry over here. So I got to take a second to get a little bit of respect to Booker T. Okay, now back to making fun of people. And it just so happens that we're in the presence of Michael Cole. How you doing? Look at you, man. When you was born, a doctor done slapped your mama. That's nice. <laughs> this fool sucks so much, you're like a human vacuum. I wonder what you're thinking right now. What a shock task. John Cena's making fun of me again. Oh, you're having fun, aren't you? And why does he have to listen to that rap music? Why can't he listen to good music like O-Town or New Kids on the Block? <laughs> they, are, they are pretty good. Ooh, that Joey McIntyre really had the right stuff. I wonder if Cena has the right stuff under those boxers. <laughs> we can move on now. Dude, you sick, man. You sick and <laughs> twisted. And this is too easy for me. This is my home, so tonight we're going to do it something. It is October the 7th. Uh, recorded on October the 5th at the Fleet Centre in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, as always, your commentators are Michael, raped of his dignity, Cole, and the human suplex machine, Taz. Massachusetts native John Cena is out to let us know that the champ is here. Um, he Celebrated his win. Absolutely brilliant how he pisses on Michael Cole about his love for boy bands and being gay. And <laughs> he took him dicks on. It's, it's a brilliant segment. I uploaded this segment of it onto our social feeds and it's a fucking brilliant segment. It's proper funny John Cena. What we've not seen in a long time. Because I've said yeah. for a while, because John Cena is a face, his promos aren't as funny. But this was a promo... Because he's not dicking yeah, on Yeah, this was a promo as a heel sort of dicking on Michael Cole. It was brilliant. Well, he's in his hometown, he's got to act big for boys. Absolutely. And this draws out, making his debut, Carlito Caribbean Cole. We've seen him for weeks, spit at old ladies, spit at old men. Um, it wouldn't work. Throw a little girl's phone down. It wouldn't work in 2021, that's for sure, with this gimmick. Um, as <laughs> Definitely not. I loved how he's he's got that... Uh, is it is he Puerto Rican? Is he, uh, is is Carlito? Yeah, yeah. That the twang to his voice uh, when he calls him "Hey, you little caca roaches," <laughs> and it's just how he talks. Very, it's pretty. It's like Razor. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's very much like Razor. Very much like Razor. Um, it comes out. He accuses Cena of not wanting to be cool. Cena offers a US title match right now. Carlito though offers a handshake and then DDTs Cena. Takes a bite of his apple <laughs> into Cena's face, and I guess we're on. For a bit later on for the US title. Well, Cena could have shook his hand. I don't know. I think the minute he would have held his hand, he would have DDT'd the cunt. Yeah. <laughs> there was, a DDT was but always is that coming. His finisher, then? Well, well, you never know. Uh, is that what we're supposed to assume? Well, I'd, I'd reckon so. I imagine if that were Triple H in that moment, you'd get a pedigree. If that were Austin, you'd get a stunner. If it, you get a bottle, yeah, with, Cena, you get an FU. With Carlito, you get... I bet it's hard, though, because it's hard to do a backstabber from that position, isn't it? <laughs> Spin the fucker around first. Well, don't you do that... Uh, 
Oh, MVP yeah, no, the Randy Orton move. Everyone's everyone's oh, yeah, done it. Yeah, MVP did it. Randy Orton did it. Fuck it. Every, yeah, every fucker's done it. It's with the awkward, I've got to set you by putting my leg over your neck, grabbing your arm and then spinning forward. It's a really awkward move. It takes too long for a little effect. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, up next, Michael, Kenzo Suzuki with Hiroko and Renee versus Ray Dupree. Ray Dupree? <laughs> Ray Mysterio with Rob Van Damme. Um, Kenzo, he sings New York, New York to piss off the Boston fans, which was brilliant. He loves America, but I'm still a fucker. You gotta, you gotta do that cheap heel shit. <laughs> That's it. Um, towards the end of the match, uh, Ray springboards onto uh, Kenzo, sets up 619. Uh, Dupree, though, hops in to, for the distraction. Ray takes him out with a 619, goes for the splash, but gets caught. Ray, though, it don't matter. He counters for the victory. I'm not having it. Kenzo, that would have been a massive victory one-on-one -on -one if if, yeah. uh, if you would have beat Rey Mysterio. Ken, Ken's the worst book Japanese wrestler to be. No! No! Mate, you can... No, I'm not having it. Funake. Cruiserweight champion. Ah. champion. Ah. I don't know. Does he's, he's not a tag champion. A bit more higher on the on the ring than it is cruiserweight. Uh, these titles. <laughs> <laughs> this division. This this division's on par. This division's on par with them. Raw had to get like Kofi Kingston and Evan Bourne together as a tag team because <laughs> that was some dark tag team years that oh, were. It was Jesus was. Christ. Um, we see in a clip Stacy Keebler accepting an award for the Make a Wish Foundation, and then we go backstage to JBL telling Josh Matthews to shut the fuck up. Uh, Layfield then goes on to misquote George Bush and gloat that he proved the world wrong. Uh, Matthews says he has to face Hardcore Holly. And Layfield says, well, Hardcore's crazy, but I'll beat him anyway. He then forces John to chant JBL, uh, Josh Lloyd to chant JBL before heading out to the yes. ring. And he does because he doesn't want to get battered or probably bummed from JBL. I don't think he'll bum him. He'll, no, he'll, he'll, I reckon he'll, probably he'll threaten to bum him. He'll take him in shower and that and get his send probably semi and that and he'll threaten to bum him. Because they're the stories, aren't they? He took kids into showers and got a fucking bum you, you cunt. And he's, just, he's a weird bloke, is Bradshaw. Right weird. Uh, up next, in, in Attitude Era fucking tag team bollocks, Hardcore Ali versus JBL, which is a feud involving your world champion. Uh, yeah, Bradshaw. Well, you know what? You never know see mid alphas mid, mid carters got out mid carters. Well, there's, there's, there's that. You scratch my back, I'll bum yours. Uh, Bradshaw, he misses the clothesline from L, but Ollie nails that Alabama slam. Uh, JBL rolls away. He walks out of the match as Jordan grabs Ollie's feet, so he can't go after Bradshaw. So, the, 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 the WWE champion has to get his little mate to help him get a, a count out fucking loss. To get away from to, from Furman. God, they're booking you strong, Bradshaw. Fuck me. Michael, I've got a fun fact for Bob you. Ollie has been in the world title picture now. Twice. Twice in a year. It's, it's, <sighs> Michael, I've got a fun fact Shit, for you. From, for the whole fucking year. I've got a fun fact for you about Bob Ollie. I do it after you did your research on how many times Batista and Benoit wrestled. I did my research on Bob Ollie's finishing move. <laughs> right. Did you know back in the day, they used to call the Falcon Arrow the Holocaust? <laughs> For like two, two episodes of Attitude Era fucking wrestling. Bro. The Holocaust. <laughs> Bad shit that, bro. Bro. Anyway, moving on. 
we get a recap of Charlo getting injured and a video package hyping his return. Are you hyped, Michael? Two weeks. And they're calling him the greatest cruiserweight in SmackDown history. Rey Mysterio's like... (laughs) (laughs) You what, mate? (laughs) The current champ's like, "Um, excuse me? Are you hyped for Charlo? I'm happy to see him coming back. Now, for those listening that listen to us all the time, um, I have to apologise. And Michael probably doesn't know what I'm about to apologise for. But you know when we did No Mercy? We missed a bit. Because <laughs> right at the end of No Mercy, Michael, we go out into the park. Yeah. We go out into the parking lot, and Heidenreich drives a big fucking Hummer into the Undertaker's hearse. <laughs> and do you know why we missed it? Because we spoke on No Mercy, and you mentioned about how we saw Paul Heyman was involved uh, as driving the hearse. And then we just moved on to speaking about how was the show. We completely cut it out. It's in my notes and everything. Um, going back editing, I was like, fuck. <laughs> and then, so I was like, yeah, because what I'm about to say will make sense now. <laughs> As- so yeah, Heidenreich. So how did we get here? Heidenreich uh, helped JBL beat, take a title, but no mercy. Put, they put him back at Hearst, drove it into the parking lot. Heidenreich got out of Hearst, drove into a, got into a fucking truck or something, then crushed drove straight into the back of the hearse. Absolutely. And we are backstage. Teddy Long, he tracks down Paul Heyman to let him know that when the rescue team opened the hearse, there was no Undertaker. Long, he says, Heidenreich will get his when the Undertaker returns. Uh, hmm. That's fair. Like, I'm not going to bother sorting this out. I'm going to let Taker sort you guys out for you. Absolutely. Uh, and Heyman just shits <laughs> And we are still backstage with Kurt Angle with Team Angle Point One. Um, he says that he's, he was screwed against the Big Show, and tonight he tells Mark Jindrak to teach Big Show a lesson. Oh, in what? In reflecting, perfecting, perfect, per- perfecting, well, reflecting. Know, uh, he does do a lot of reflecting, does uh, Jindrak? Because he kept uh, mimicking Kurt's lines. <laughs> did you notice? I did. You were screwed. You were screwed. How were bad. You were bad. <laughs> and we also find out, Michael, that Teddy Long announces Bradshaw versus Holly thrice in a lifetime for next week. And it will be a hardcore match for the WWE title. So it's like the third. This is literally the third week in a row. Thrice be. in a lifetime, bro. Coming at you, coming at you strong. And up next, speaking about coming at you strong, it is the reflection of imperfection, Mark Jindrak versus The Big Show with Angle on. Coming out with Kurt to Kurt's music. Yeah, and Angle joins the commentary team but doesn't say a fucking word. Brilliant. <laughs> it was a great, great gimmick. I loved it. Uh, the Big Dog. It's one of my favourite wrestlers on commentary ever. <laughs> Uh, the big dog he comes out to help but Eddie Guerrero intercepts uh, Show kicks a chair into Angle's face uh, face face even and j- finishes Jim Drake with a clothesline uh, very bold, dull very boring uh, it was one of them that were just there to prolong what was going off around it yeah you know it's you know it's going to take a while because Cole points out like how big shows shaving his head every day <laughs> to remind himself oh, so as soon as this fuse is over Big Show's just going to let his hair grow back out well you never know you never know so I'm sure he does doesn't he uh, yeah by like um, the uh, ECW one night stand stuff he's got yeah. hair back then hasn't he he's back to how it were before yeah yeah 
So that was, that was it. I'm going to go back to forget what Kurt Angle did. Uh, we're, we're backstage and with Josh, he asked Carlito why he would disrespect Cena in his hometown. Carlito responds by referring to himself as like the rock in the third person. Carlito got disrespected. Carlito's going to win and Carlito's going to be a cool US champion. I'm I'm hyped. I'm I'm, I'm for Carlito. Please. He looks he's he's no he's, he's not confident. He, that's it. He's no different to any like the rest of the mid card they've kind of got. I mean, like size wise, but he's got a different look. He's confident. He's good on the mic. He's got a different style. I'm all down for a bit of Caribbean cool. Me too. Absolutely. Uh, up next, Michael Billy Kidman versus Charlie Haas with Miss Jackie. And did you notice on the entrance, Haas didn't kiss a belly. Oh. So is the story with Dawn still going on with this sort of continuity? Well, Dawn does appear. Even if it's just from these two. Dawn does appear, if not this week, maybe next week. Uh, she's still involved in this shit. Uh, Kidman is about to go for the shooting star, but Jackie climbs in and stops him. Uh, Kidman, what? he then gives the, the power bomb to Jackie and seems to copper feel while he's doing it. And did you notice Jimmy Cordero is just constantly shouting, Billy No! Billy No! <laughs> um, he kicks Hass out of the ring and drags Jackie to the corner. He gets up top, readies for the shooting star, but decides against it because that's what the fans want. And I'm not giving you what you want. Um, and then Rico decides And then to Rico decides to interrupt and help. And then we get that weird segment where all the EMTs and the staff and Rico act like Jackie's dead. And Taz is sucking glasses off. It's serious. I know. The minute it comes to the commentators and Taz has got his glasses off, it's like, oh my God, this is like Owen voice level of shit. <laughs> what the fuck? He's, man, wrestling's weird. Um, elsewhere, we go backstage, we see Orlando. Uh, he runs into Booker. Um, OJ, he asks him for, uh, to do some shit, but Booker says he doesn't dance for nobody. So are we looking at a possible face turn for Booker? He says, I don't listen to a two-piece suit-wearing, coffee-grabbing, bag-handling, sucker-ass-kissing errand boy. There you go. So Booker's definitely turning face. Well, is Booker turning face against OJ or someone else? Mmm... And then, Michael, Cole and Taz, they hype the Tough Enough contestants, which, for me, it was just roid rage after roid rage after roid rage. I recognise one of them. I recognise two of them. Marty Wright. Oh, no, I recognise I recognise two of them. Then. Yeah, two of them. We got Boogeyman, and yeah. um, I recognised... Uh, you saw Ryback at the end. I didn't. Ah, Ryan Reed. Yeah, they showed Ryan Reed as well. Um, and speaking of roid rage, Michael... Heidenreich and Heyman are out to discuss the unsettling events of the past. Oh, we pretended it's two days or four days. <laughs> uh, kayfabe four days. <laughs> He's got uh, a shiner as well. Oh, yes, quite the shiner. Uh, that from the crash. Quite, I'd, I'd imagine so. Um, or it's or it's from Michael Cole. He gets a bit kinky or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, Heyman, he... Don't fight him off. Uh, Heyman, he says that Heidenreich would like to speak and Heidenreich would like to deliver some poetry. Um, which the fans absolutely shit all over. He tries to start again, start again. They shit all over. And he's had enough. So he heads to the crowd and he beats up some indie wrestling fans. looking fans. It makes a little, a little kid cry. <laughs> he fucking batters them fans. They love showing. Do you know what my always concern is in them moments? What if you're not like a bit smart on it all and you know that they're just not plants and you think he's beating up them fans. I need to help this kid out. And then all of a sudden, a fan just jumps in and starts pounding him. 
So it could, hey, it could all go, it could, could go mental in them situations. Could happen. It absolutely could happen. And um, we we get a, a weird Michael call. I'm talking bollocks, but I'm I, I'm trying to make it sound like I feel fear and WWE feels fear, where he, he still kind of shits on Adam like saying the fans they pay their money, they have their freedom of speech to express. No, they fucking do not. If fans yeah, bring a sign, who they want, who they want. If fans, you still hear drowners out with fake crowds. Yeah, and if fans bring a sign that WWE don't want, <laughs> they'll kick the fat you out potentially if you don't let them have the fucking sign. It's like there is no freedom of expression at a WWE show. Fuck you, Michael Cole. Fuck you. And it is time, Michael, for our main event. United States Championship. John Cena, your reigning defending champion, versus making his debut match, Carlito Caribbean Cole. Carlito's got the United States gold and he's bringing it into the ring. Now a right hand by John Cena. Carlito in trouble in the corner. John Cena. John Cena grabbing the title. Be careful, referee Brian Hebner trying to, trying to take a... Well, John Cena with that gold in his hand and the referee desperately trying to prevent Cena from using that championship. Oh, John Cena will use it. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Carlito's got whoa, that, whoa, Cena, whoa, whoa. That's that steel chain Cena carries around. Wait a minute. Carlito's got the steel chain. Cena has no idea. Oh. Right off the, the, the skull. The, the jaw. jaw. Here's the command by Carlito. No way. No way. Carlito oh. stole the title. Carlito stole That's the, the title. of people who don't want to be cool. Here's your winner and the new United States champion, Carlito Caribbean. Cool. John Cena is not cold, cold. Carlito grabbed that steel chain and hit John Cena in the jaw. A straight right hand. The referee never saw it. And now look at Carlito, the new United States well, champion. Carlito's telling the referee, put that championship around. Um, I thought it was a great heel tactic to use at the end. It was very much something that Cena would have done. It was... Reminded me of Mania 20. Yeah, it's exactly exactly what Cena would have done. I'll use one object to distract you while I go and use the other one. This time it was um, Carlito using the United States Championship as the, as the decoy. And then he went for Cena's, uh, Cena's chain. Knocked out Cena. One, two, three. Um, your new US champion. What did you make to the match? It was a decent match. Very dominant showing by Cena. That standing su suplex that he was holding for about a minute or what felt like a minute that's when he did that sliding leg drop yes it's a, the, oh. the, there's a lot of moves that you wish he'd still do well not now but 10, 10 years ago it all come down to that change shot yeah, absolutely but I think for me that's how you make an impact as a new guy exactly do you know what that's I mean that's how you build a new guy you either, you either have your debut match against John Cena for the US title and win or you have your debut match on a B-show pay-per-view against Scotty 2 Jobby and win hiya Mordecai <laughs> um, <laughs> Michael that was that opening smack of the down what did you think and how many mavens uh, I'm gonna give it 2.5 Thought Raw was a bit better. Uh, I probably have to side with Raw, yes. As I enjoyed Raw. But again... It's, but they're building to a pay-per-view. They are building to a pay-per-view. But usually, usually it's flip-reverse, isn't it? Where the opposite brand is usually the better show building to the, the opposite brand's pay-per-view. Um, no, I think Unforgiven was a good build. No, I think they're always good builds. But for me, I've always found that the other show, because they've got that extra couple of weeks to build to their next one, uh, they always seem to go... Like, we always get 
Um, well, we, we, we have got in previous weeks like main event matches on Raw and SmackDown when the opposite brands building towards pay-per-view. I don't feel like we got this on this episode of SmackDown, but again, we we did get a title change and a shock and and, and, yep. and Carlito and stuff. So yeah, it, it was a, a fun episode. Both of them were fun episodes for me. I enjoyed both. I enjoyed this whole month. I really did. Um, Michael, some dirty, dirty, dirty sheet news. Uh, John Cena is set for a hiatus from WWE as he's heading back to Australia to film The Marine. Uh, word backstage is that an angle is being devised to explain the US champion title, uh, the US title situation, as obviously Cena was not able to keep hold of it. The angle is likely to air this coming Thursday on SmackDown. So is that telling me that Cena's, Cena's fucked off and Cena's not getting a rematch? Well, he might get back on when he comes back see how well they've wrote him off. Well, there you go. And Michael, big news coming out of Monday Night Raw that was only reported on the, on the Friday of this week. Vince McMahon and Ric Flair involved in a near-violent confrontation backstage. Now, um, apparently, um, Vince McMahon was very, very pissed off with Ric Flair's promo from Monday Night Raw, uh, referring to breaking in virgins and making them bleed. Uh, Vince McMahon wasted no time in letting Flair know his feelings on the inappropriate promo as soon as he walked through the curtain. Uh, many were talking about McMahon's outburst, but were wondered why he could be so angry when later in the show, Snitsky, Snitsky came out with a baby a baby stroller um, to stir up the baby death angle. Yeah. Now, um, for an idea of how, Vin, how furious Vince was with Flair, those backstage, they actually thought Vince would go as far as firing Flair as the verbal confrontation was happening. Um, so... Yeah. Is that again just a thing of if if I like it it's okay, but if I don't like it it's not okay. No matter what anybody else thinks. Because in Vince's mind, it's my show. Yeah, in Vince's mind, the baby death angle and and the and the let's feel sorry for the rapist angle is is fucking amazing TV in Vince's mind. It's Hollywood. Yeah, but you, Ric Flair going out saying, "Ah, you tell me how many virgins I've bled." <laughs> She's terrible when you still say it, right? But it's, enough, it's just as terrible as Baby Death Angle. If not, it's not as, no, it is a fuck. It's not as terrible as a Baby Death Angle. It's just, it's, it's, it's funny, but it's cringy because it's Ric Flair delivering it. Because he's pushing 60. That's what makes it run. Yes. I think that, that's exactly what it is. Exactly what it is. Now, apparently, uh, PW Touch, they report that my man was most notably upset due to having affiliates and sponsors in Madison Square Garden for the show. He said, when someone invites clients to a show, the hope is that the show will convince them that the money is being spent on a solid product. Vince said he apparently was embarrassed and feared the sponsors might react neg negatively to Flair's words. Um, I don't know. You, you, you've got baby death shit going on. I'm sure these sponsors are fine. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure these are the same sponsors that were still there like two years ago when Kane and Katie Vick and all that shit. Because if you watch Sunday Night Heat, the sponsors it's are all the same. Yeah, it's Starburst and all that shit. It's been Xbox for about three. <laughs> yeah, they're fine. They're fine. Um, and also, Billy Gunn, Michael, we've not seen him for a while. Like Bob Ollie's on his own on his own path again. Mm -hmm. um, apparently, he's been recently advised to enter rehab by WWE management. Um, at a recent event, he was found out, found passed out backstage. WB gave Dunn the ultimatum: really? enter a rehab program or leave the company. And Gunn chose to uh, to the former and chose to go in rehab. Um, fingers crossed, we'll see Gunn back on TV very, very soon. 
Hopefully so. Hopefully so. And finally, before we move on, Michael, uh, the final numbers for this week's edition of SmackDown are in. Now, the show did a 3.4 broadcast rating, which was one of the highest numbers that the show has done in quite some time. Now, cast your mind back to about half an hour ago, where Raw was pissed off that their second hour only got a 3.4. I find that so fascinating, because SmackDown, for me, for the past 18 months, has been the better show. It has. But it's still, I suppose, it's still seen as... I bet there is still, to this day, there is people that still still only watch Raw. Yeah, and only watch Raw. But I found it very, very fascinating. Very, very fascinating. See, I only watch SmackDown now. I, 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 it's on a Friday night and I don't well, know exactly well, what but that's it I watch Smackdown with my breakfast on a Saturday morning where Raw I'll either if it's anything interesting I'll watch it when I get in from work or if there's nothing interesting because I'll usually end up have read something about it during that day Yeah. Uh, where Smackdown I don't have a chance to read spoilers I kind of watch that live but not live um, Michael are you ready for some European tour the first time ever Raw has being filmed in England. That is it. So, um, this this build, it consists of, we have Raw and Smackdown, as always. Uh, we, they film Heat and Vengeance. Uh, Vengeance, Eve. <laughs> they film Heat and Velocity to air the following weekend, which I'll be doing an upcoming review, coming very, very soon, probably before this gets released. Um, and then, they all got on a plane to go over to Europe. Um, so, Michael, Helsinki was the first night of the European tour. That took place on the 6th of October. I hear the card. I'll be very quick with all this. Um, yes. Jericho, uh, he defeated Christian and Edge in a triple threat match for the IC Championship, which I imagine would have been a brilliant match. I'm hoping he pinned Christian. Uh, Chuck Palumbo defeated Maven. Molly Holly right. and Trish Stratus defeated Nidia and Victoria. Shelton Benjamin defeated Tyson Tomko. Kane defeated Snitsky. Eugene and Regal defeated the Superheroes. Larry Zistance defeated Rhino and Tadgers to retain the tag titles. Michaels beat Flair. And Benoit and Orton defeated Batista and Triple H. The second night of the European tour was from our home city of Sheffield at the Hallam FM Arena on the 7th of October. This card, Rhino and Tadgers defeated the superheroes. Shelton Benjamin defeated Chuck Palumbo. I'm loving how Chuck Palumbo's on every ma- every card. Like Chuck's Chuck's not been on TV for fucking donkey. I'll shoot for a second. But my name. God, we're you're on that tour, lad. Uh, Nidia and Victoria defeated Molly Holly and Tristratus. Uncle Val, everyone's least favourite cannabis can- canvasser, defeated Maven. Uh, La Resistance defeated Eugene and Regal with special referee the coach to retain the tag titles. Jericho and Michaels defeated Christian and Tonko. Benoit and Edge defeated Batista and Flair. Snitsky defeated Kane by disqualification. And Triple H defeated Randy Orton to retain the World Heavyweight title. Also, um, you better be keeping tabs because I'm going to ask you questions at the end of this. <laughs> also on the second night, the SmackDown brand were over in Belfast. They were at the Odyssey Arena. Um, Spike defeated... I wish I'd not written all this. <laughs> Spike defeated Billy Kidman and Rey Mysterio to retain the Cruiserweight title. Uh, the FBI, they defeated the Dudleys. Hardcore Holly defeated Heidenreich. <laughs> Funaki defeated Mark Jindrak. The Undertaker defeated Bradshaw by DQ to... Uh, uh, so Bradshaw obviously retains the heavyweight title. Uh, Kenzo and Renee, they defeated Hass and Rico for the tag titles to retain them. Uh, Carlito defeated RVD to retain the US belt. Eddie Guerrero and Big Show defeated Kurt Angle and the Big Dog in the main event. The, the title wasn't main event. No, not at all. 
It was the big dog. Up next was... <laughs> Up next was London for the third night. Uh, that took place on October the 8th at Wembley. Uh, Rhino and Tadgers defeated the superheroes. Shelton Benjamin defeated that weird weed, uh, weed seller. Uh, Maven and Nidia defeated Chuck Palumbo and Molly Holly. <laughs> God, Palumbo. <laughs> he's not winning a thing, but man, he's appearing. He's getting up, ain't he? That's it. Gene Snitsky defeated Kane by DQ. Uh, Larry Zistons defeated Eugene and Regal to retain the tag titles with, again, Coach as the ref. Um, Jericho defeated Christian with and Edge to retain the IC belt. Trish defeated Victoria to retain the women's title, women's championship. Uh, Benoit, Randy, and Michaels defeated Evolution. Um, that sounded like quite a fun show. To be fair, you're getting quite a lot of the same running through them all. To be fair, uh, well, but they all sound like keep fun what's shows on TV. Going, of course, but, as well as try new stuff. But for me, that that one alone, the one from Wembley. Um, you got Maven, you got Palumbo, you got Evolution as an Evolution, you got the woman's title, you got your triple threat, which you had in the first show. That that's one, a yeah, that's yeah. a good show, that show. Um, also, Michael, SmackDown continued their tour of Belfast with another night at the Odyssey Arena. Um, Mysterio and Van Damme defeated the Big Dog and Jindrak. Heidenreich defeated Fit Finlay because we're in Belfast. Rico defeated Kidman. Uh, Ren and Ken defeated the Dudleys and the FBI in a triple threat to retain the tag belts. Uh, Spike defeated Funaki for the to retain the cruiserweight. Uh, Eddie defeated Kurt, uh, which would have been, I imagine, a great match. Uh, Carlito defeated Hardcore Holly to retain the US belt. Uh, Big Show and Undertaker defeated JBL and OJ. Um, I reckon that was quite a fun show as well. It's weird seeing Hardcore. I know it's a house show, but Hardcore fighting for the US belt where on TV is fighting for the world yeah. belt. Big show now with Taker. Taker against against JBL and OJ. <laughs> anyway, Michael, moving on. Frankfurt was the fourth night of the European Tour, which took place on the 9th of October. Uh, Eugene and Regal defeated Rosie and Hurricane. Maven defeated Chuck Palumbo. Molly, yeah. Molly Holly and Trish Stratus defeated Nidia and Victoria. Shelton Benjamin defeated that weed seller. Uh, La Resistance defeated Rhino and Tadgers to retain the tag titles. Jericho and Michaels defeated Christian and Tonko. Uh, Benoit and Edge defeated Batista and Flair. Snitsky defeated Kane by DQ again. I imagine every time he just hits him with a steel pipe. Yeah. Or Shane. Yeah. Or Shane. Yeah. Uh, or Shane. That's where the that's where we get in the chain. That's where we get in to see if the fans want that's what they want. Uh, and Triple H in the main event defeated Randy Orton to retain the World Heavyweight title. Uh, Smackdown, they, for their fourth night, they headed out to Italy. They uh, came from uh, Palasport in Florence. Uh, Rob Van Dam defeated Jindrak. Spike defeated Funaki. Heidenreich defeated Rico. Big Show defeated Angle. Kendon Wren defeated the Dudleys and the FBI. Big Show, uh, Rey Mysterio defeated Kidman. Carlito defeated Hardcore Holly for the US belt. Eddie and The Undertaker. Eddie and The Undertaker defeated JBL and Orgy. Yes. <laughs> I want to see that tag team. Um, Smackdown stayed in Italy as Turin was the fifth night of the tour. Uh, we had on 10th of October. Rey Mysterio and Rob Van Dam defeated Luther Reigns and Jindrak. Spike defeated Funaki. Carlito defeated Hardcore. The Undertaker defeated Heidenreich. Ren and Ken defeated the Dudleys, defeated the FBI. The Big Show defeated Kurt Angle. Rico defeated Billy Kidman. And your main event... JBL defeated Eddie Guerrero to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. Well, this is the world title headlined. Oh, there is that. That one. There is that. Moving on, Michael. 11th October, it is time for some Monday Night Raw. 
Well, the sun has been covering the WWE since we've been in the, the UK all week. What about page three? Page three! Page three girls. The page three girls. Is, is this the one night only stage? Uh, I believe yes. Yeah, it's, it's very, very UK esque. Like they, they, they kind of go throughout the years, don't they? Of like that. This yeah, one, this, this one, one. Is missing a phone booth. Yeah, this is <laughs> this one. But I was over in England. Fucking big fuck off tax here. <laughs> I love how that's to the Americans. That's England. It's, full, yeah, it's it's a black cab. It's a black cab, and it's phone booths. That that's that's what happens in England. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, people in America, we do have mobile phones. <laughs> Sorry, cell phones. Cell phones. Uh, so it is Monday Night Raw. It's eleventh of October. We are live from the Manchester Evening News Arena in Manchester, England. First ever Raw from the United Kingdom. And a little... and how do you kick off with what King calls a match that's going to cause London Bridge to fall down? <laughs> Stacey Keebler. in Manchester gives a shit about London Bridge, to be honest. Stacey Keebler versus Trish Stratus for the woman's title. And I loved how Stacey Keebler... Did you know what she was wearing, Michael? A Man United shirt. A Man United shirt. That's how you get and over. I'd love it if Trish would have worn a Liverpool shirt or something. But a Man City shirt. I, so I would have gone with a Man City shirt because, you, because you're going to get... You get that weird... Like the thing is, the Manchester crowd... Half from, I was thinking to get heat for Trish. Oh yeah, if you, half, no, yeah, if, half yeah, if you're getting heat for Trish, you go with a Liverpool shirt or an Arsenal shirt or something like, or a Leeds, a Leeds shirt would be worse. A Leeds shirt would cause an eruption. <laughs> but yeah, I would have gone with I would have gone with a Man City shirt because at the time Man City were not the Man City that they're known today as owned by billionaires and stuff like that. Um, but I think it would have kind of got that weird, weird because you've you've got that dynamic where I'm supposed to be cheering for Stacey because she's hot and a face, but I'm a Man City fan. Fuck you. So I, yeah, I think yeah, I don't know. I feel like a Man City shirt would have worked, and you never get that in the in the England shows. You always get like you said, you get the the rival city. Yeah, Vince doesn't realise that. No, Vince doesn't get English sport, just like we don't get American sports, Michael. <laughs> that's just how it is. We share the same language to an extent, and that's where it ends. <laughs> um, so, Michael, Women's Championship time. Um, winner, as always, with the Strikes Faction. It was never going to happen. Stacey was never going to win. Uh, Trish is still your Women's Champion in about four and minutes. Fox still back. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, actually, I didn't think it was too bad, you know. It, I, it, can't, it, it went faster. Yeah, it, go, it was pretty bad at the start. Yeah, it, right? go, it goes faster than a pay per view does for some reason. They must have fucking they had a word, haven't they? They've cleaned fans out. Afterwards, the, the the heel divas come out, Molly and Kim, the face divas come out. We get what we've had for what feels like months now because these are the only six women on fucking Raw. And um, I thought we were going to get hold on a minute, player. Well, yeah, it's a six-man. No, sorry, Manchester, we're not going to put you through that. Uh, but what, but what we do find out, Michael, is even though he doesn't like you, Simon Dean still believes in you. Now, I know what you're thinking, Simon. How could you not like me? You don't even know me. Well, chances are, if you live in this country, you're fat, and if you're fat, then that means you have poor hygiene low self-esteem and are generally just annoying to be around fact is fat people aren't jolly they're disgusting with my patented simon system i'll help you shed those unwanted pounds and make you a success in life 
My system was designed to change your entire life. But don't take my word for it. Just take a look at some of the success stories from the Simon system. So put down that snack and take your life back. And remember, just because you're fat, it doesn't make you bad. It makes you weak. And if you're going to give in to something, and God knows you will, give in to the Simon system. If you act now, you'll get the DVDs. <laughs> and then we go backstage. So we see the page three girls of the Sun newspaper are in the building. The only good thing to come out of the Sun newspaper. <laughs> well, that's it, right? For those that aren't familiar with the Sun newspaper, it's a bit of a fucking bullshit make up things as we go along and just prove, write what and print what we want to write and print newspaper. Not very respected over in England, is, is that is that's for all. sure. But one thing that the Sun always had going to it until the PC Brigade took over and take it away was they had every single day on page three, some young buxom blonde or brunette with the boobs out, nipples and everything. And they were always cracking... They were expressing their thoughts on certain political issues. <laughs> yeah. That was always the best thing you got. You got fucking Shannon, 22, from Doncaster. I feel like Tony Blair's doing a cracking job as Prime Minister of the UK. <laughs> and it's like, no, you don't. Shut up. Now, I don't imagine you recognised any of these, did you? Uh one on far right look familiar. Yes, the one with the long, long brunette, yeah. long-haired brunette. She's Nicola T, who later went on to be on uh, Big Brother. She was quite, a, quite a famous-ish page three model. Um, she was very famous for having sex with professional footballers. That was like her, that was her gimmick. Well, you know, everyone's got to have a gimmick. <laughs> well, the rest of them, I didn't have a fucking clue. The rest of them were just trash. I've, the, probably, the seen, were just trash. I've probably not seen faces. No, you've probably looked at all their boobs at one time. <laughs> guaranteed. Guaranteed. Up next, Michael. Tag team player, player. Tag team titles on the line. La Resistance versus William Regal and Eugene. Um, UK, Manchester. Hot as fuck, as to be expected. From near enough, your local boy. Same county. William Regal. It's, it's only not that far, not that far from Blackpool. Not at all. Not Close at all. Closer than a uh, thirty-minute drive out of London. Yeah, 100%. Um, so towards the end of the match, um, William Regal is had enough. Brass knucks come out, smash onto one of the bell ends, um, onto Sylvan, uh, makes the pin one, two, three. The crowd erupts. Conway can't it's make the save. Brand new Williams tag team champions. Oh, brand... announcement sounded so happy and sincere. So sincere. But hold on a second, Michael. We're getting word from Stockley Park that VAR is looking to a possible use of an object of foreign descent. It's, it's not looking. Yes, Michael, it's come through that Eric Bischoff has decided the match is to be restarted on account of the use of a foreign object in deciding the pinfall. And, and the crowd was... boosts. Do you know the thing is? It was one of them where I didn't remember any of this. Uh, so I was like, oh, fucking I hell. I thought, oh, they're going to use it next week then. It's a tag change in, in Sheffield, or in England, sorry, in Manchester, that I'd never remembered because I only remember uh, Spike, uh, Spike Crash beating William Regal for European title. At Sheffield. Sheffield in Rebellion. Was Rebellion? Yeah. Or Insurrection, one of the two? Yeah. And then losing it the following night on Raw. Um, but I didn't remember this. I was like, fucking hell. And then, oh, no, they spoil my fun. And still your tag team champions after use from the flag. You dirty bastard. Yeah. You're not you're not fucking reversing so that one, Bischoff. Yeah, you Bischoff, you're Bischoff. Restart cunt. again. Restart that one. No. The fucking Bell Ends are still champions. Pissed off. 
Um, we what? go backstage, Michael. Bischoff, though, he catches up with our resistance and he says, you might have enjoyed that win, but you're going to defend your titles at Taboo Tuesday against the two men that don't get voted to fight against uh, Triple H for the world title, which is a great move. And it's just another instance of sometimes Bischoff's a face. But, you know, Bischoff's not a face. He's just a dick to everybody. <laughs> it's a bit of a dick. Unless, unless you're Triple H in Evolution. Because it always, yeah. always bows down to Triple H. Always. And speaking of Evolution, we're in their dressing room getting ready for the six-man. And Hunter's a bit concerned. And But he's, he do not want to... a bit... Uh... Distant, let's say. Uh, Flair's like, don't worry, we've got your front and your back. We've got, we've got you, don't worry. And Batista's like, yeah, don't worry, I've got you. And I'm like... I'm not sure about this one, Batista. Are you? Are you really got him? But are we having this again, like we had with Flair? Oh, I got a different vibe from that. Okay. I thought it was a bit too close. What they're trying to push Flair away? No, we're not in that regard. He want he wanted to have his back. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, okay. That's how it sounded. That's how it sounded. You're, you're thinking. Ah, you're thinking sexual. I'm thinking tab to tag team dissension. <laughs> Our minds are very, very different. <laughs> Never tag team dissension with evolution. <laughs> and Michael, we are live fish with the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour. The baby killer himself, Gene Snitsky. Very weird interview. Like, how are you, Gene? Oh, yeah, I'm fine, yeah. Just getting accused of killing a kid and that. <laughs> it's just a on. <laughs> it's like, weren't my fault. Didn't happen. Couldn't give a fuck. Fuck Lita's kid. He says that Tabu Tuesday Kane will be crying like a baby. <laughs> and then and he like, starts fake crying. <laughs> and then he goes like, the, the only thing dead around here is your baby. <laughs> fuck me. But we see you, Michael. Kane's watching. Oh, He's not happy. Kane is not happy. And up next, it is tag team player player as the jobbers versus the shittiest tag team on the division, really. And as everyone's least favourite weed dickhead, Uncle Val. Have you seen that he's gone fucking oh. crazy on Twitter over the last couple of days? He's fucking nutcases, he's Uncle Val. He's he smoked far too much weed. Far too much. He's gone over that. Do you know that happy medium of smoking the Snoop Dogg level amount of weed where you're happy and loving life? Now he's he's bonging up, man, while he's having a poo and that. He's fucking off his nuts. He's a tinfoil that away from what oh, he is. I'm telling 20 you. 20 million feet below us. I'm telling yeah. you. Um, Uncle Val and Stephen Richards going up against the superheroes but here comes Kane Michael and he goes wild on the jobbers with I counted 12 chair shots in 15 and a half seconds fucking hell <laughs> I loved the, how he was like stalking Val like he was Michael Myers or Jason something. <laughs> brilliant count <laughs> Oh, it's, again, again we, we, we do applaud. We do it numerous times. We applaud Kevin Dunn and he gets it right. He got it right with the Triple A turning over his shoulder when Ric Flair said he weren't the best. Sometimes, I'd say one out of four, Kevin Dunn gets it correct. Very precise, that. But yeah, I'd say one yeah. out of four. <laughs> Up next, Michael, Randy Orton makes his way out. Uh, Randy Orton, he says he's got mixed emotions about his match with Flair at Taboo Tuesday. But he says Flair is not the nature boy anymore. He's simply riding the backseat of evolution. He's tarnishing. the of evolution. He is, and he's correct there. I have to totally agree. But Ric Flair comes out. He's pissed off. He's like, no, I am the man. I'm not just the man. I invented being the man. I've kissed so many women over the years. 
they remember this to this very moment. And then Randy Orton retorts with, ah, I've kissed loads of women, Flair, but also I've fucked them. And they remember that and all. That's literally all I, all I got out of that segment. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, got his own limo, so he don't need flares. Yeah, and then Randy Orton says, you named me the legend killer. <laughs> Guess what, legend? I'm killing your ass. And we are back. It is non-title time. Intercontinental and... champion Chris Jericho versus Rhino. And it's sponsored by Team America World Police. Do you reckon they're okay with that uh, segment we just saw? Quite possibly. <laughs> America! Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah. Uh, we get the uh, face bulldog from Jericho. Lion Salt, but Rhino gets the knees up. Rhino is out, Rhino, though, is, uh, out of position. Um, it's really weird. It's like he kind of gets, gets Jericho up just to like turn around so then he can gore yeah. him. Uh, but then Christian and Tonko hit the ring. Uh, Christian trips up Rhino, goes to work on Y2J. Tonko disposes of Rhino. Tonko is Jericho steady as Christian goes to work with right hands. But then here comes so Coach. Still go with Christian Jericho, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. But how well they're trying, they're trying their best. They're trying to get the best to get the fans to vote for fucking Tyson, aren't they? That's what they're doing. They're trying to get fans to vote for Tyson to go up against Jericho at Taboo Tuesday. Please do not vote for Tyson Tonko. And did you also notice that every single time JR says Taboo Tuesday, he doesn't say the word Tuesday. He also says the word Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> Everybody says Taboo Tuesday. I love it. Jacob, um, it started with Snisky and everyone else is just... Everyone's uh, just followed suit. <laughs> it's just one big rib now. <laughs> um, then up next, as I said, Coach comes out, holla holla player player, tag match. Uh, Jericho and Rhino get the victory uh, after Lion Salt. But like I said, it was just knocking on, carrying on the feud. Uh, they are put, they are fucking begging that you vote for Christian and have Christian versus Jericho. That's how I'm feeling because who the fans vote yeah. for has got nothing to do with or, this build. I think who comes out next? Well, Big Dave comes out and batters everybody. So yeah, yeah so Batista uh, to Jericho. Yeah, so are they that now? Tells me. They want Batista. They want yeah. Batista. Hmm. Or, they, or they want Big Tyson. Or they want Big Tyson. Yeah, fuck <laughs> we go backstage and Sean and Benoit, they're talking about, they love each other, mutual understanding. We hope, well, if you win, I hope you get it. Edge comes in. Hang on, wh why am I not involved in this? It's like, because you're supposed to be a heel, Edge. And this is the yeah, face you, locker you room. You were on them earlier. <laughs> and then, Michael, we turn all serious. Because we oh, learn... Please that John, John Cena has been involved in a post-Smackdown melee that occurred in a Boston nightclub after hours. And he's that boy God, Jesus. He's been hospitalised. Um, fucking thoughts and prayers to John Cena. Well, we know <laughs> that he's supposed to be going to Australia. I've got a feeling, I've got a feeling that this might be a kayfabe reason to get him out. It might, it might be lying. John Cena might have been attacked. I think you see to find Jesus. For Jesus! <laughs> We get uh, a bit of a recap of the Diva Search battle between uh, not that Carmella and Christy. Uh, and it, we find out going forward, Michael, they're going to have a match at Taboo Tuesday. Uh, yay. Exciting. Why? Yay. <laughs> yay. And it is time for your main event as Evolution struck their way to the ring. Um, but before that, we get what I fucking hate. I hate every time they're in England. 
Let's find the most fucking weirdest people we can and ask them what they think about wrestling being in England. Oh, one of them said this is the biggest event in the UK ever. So, as if you've got about 92 SummerSlam. Well, do you know the worst thing is they've got Manx. (laughs) And I'm sorry. No offence to our Mancunian Yes, fuck them, Michael. Fuck them. I'm a Yorkshireman. Fuck them. I'm a Yorkshireman. I'm being nice. Sunshine. Um... But yeah, they interviewed a lot of fucking ditzy, smarky manks. And it were, oh, I fucking love you. Fucking idiots. Idiots. Moving on. I love you all. And if, if Joe, some of these idiots might be listening right now and think, dickhead, that were me, knobhead. Unfollow. <laughs> Unfollow me if you want. You're still a dick. <laughs> but it happens at every event. We'll find the sweatiest, zittiest, fucking li- live in the mum's basement dwelling wrestling fans we can possibly find. They're your stereotypical I I watch wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so it is time for your main event. Um, it is Benoit, it is Shawn Michaels and Edge versus Evolution. Um, I thought it was a great finish. Um, Michael's setting up for the switch and music, but Edge, he gets the blind tag, shoves him out of the way, only to walk into a pedigree. Uh, but then Michael's hits Triple H, Edge recovers, gets the one, two, three. Um, the face the face team take it, but Edge, more importantly, is the one that takes it. So I yeah. I, I believe that they are, as much as I feel like they, are, they want Shawn Michaels, like on uh, one of the dates she's reported that, um, the AOL released like um, a promotion for it. For the, who's going to face Triple H? And the only other image on the site, apart from Triple H, was Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they're thinking if we, if, Edge they, was do, the one, if the one. they do, yeah, if they do vote for Edge, then at least we've got to be pushing him as a badass who could potentially beat him. And that's um, what we've got to be serious about putting him over. If if even if he's going to lose at Tabo Tuesday, we've still got to make him a credible contender. And I think what happened after the match did that as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Because that um, was one gnarly looking spear on... Yeah, well, Edge gets on the mic. Um, they're talking about who they should vote for. Because um, he, he says a, a vote for Benoit is a waste, a vote for Michaels is a waste. Benoit gets pissed off. Michaels gets on the mic. Well, you should vote for Boom Spear. Benoit, Boom Spear. Raw goes up there with Edge looking like a fucking badass. What did you make to our main event? What did you make to Raw? And how many mavens? Uh, I give that. I love the main event, uh, mainly for the, what happened after. Did it be the first raw from the UK, from England? That's did it? Did it a... give? Did it give you a different feel, or did I it like feel? Did it feel like? No, I mean, I mean, from a present, not just the stage, from a presentation, storyline, wrestling content, people involved, sort of feel. Apart from, if we take away regal, the regal element, mm. um, did you get any different feel that we were in the UK? And we, no, we, we were, shite. Yeah, I, and that was the sort of feeling I was getting. Um, the crowd didn't seem any more invested in any spot that you wouldn't get an American crowd, apart from the William Regal. Yeah, it's not like it, it's not like now. Now in a crowd, uh, I know it's a bit more smarky now these days. But now, like a UK crowd, you're expecting them to be a bit more loud, a bit more boisterous, a bit more just yeah, a bit more intense and a bit more up for it. I just didn't feel like I got that from this. Apart yeah, from they, apart from the William Regal spot, they might be tired. Mm, mm. Michael, breaking news on the day to day day sheets: WB have announced a brand new pay per view with another brand new pay per view. This one is going to be held in January. 
it's going to emanate from Puerto Rico. That's the reason they signed Carlito. <laughs> it's been revealed as going to be called New Year's Revolution. We're finally getting something between Armageddon and the Royal Rumble, yeah. Uh, um, does the WWE need another pay-per-view? The pay-per-views, the shows we usually built around the main eventers, and if all the main eventers are fighting for the world title, have we not got enough? I don't want to have to watch a fucking other one. <laughs> it's not like it's replacing something. But it's getting added to another fucking pay-per-view to watch. Yeah. But Chamber. Well, oh yeah, it is, it is. Yeah, but, but, and it's like... first pay-per-view off of North American soil. But there is that. There is that. If we ignore, we ignore it. SummerSlam '92. Then yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on then, Michael. European tour continues. Uh, uh, Nottingham was the sixth night. Uh, uh, well, the sixth European tour night that took place on October the 11th at the Arena in Nottingham. Uh, Rico defeated Billy Kidman. Spike defeated Nunzio. Funaki and Mysterio defeated the Big Dog and the Reflection of Infection. Hardcore Holly gets a win. Defeats Johnny Stamboli. The Undertaker defeats Heidenreich. Ren and Ken defeat the Dudleys. Uh, Carlito defeats RVD to retain the US. And Eddie and the Big Show defeat JBL and Kurt Angle with Orlando playing manager. Moving on, October 17th, Heat. Um, this aired from Manchester, obviously recorded uh, when they recorded Raw. Um, I will be doing a review of this. Uh, Michael might get involved, he might not. It <laughs> depends when I do it. <laughs> um, um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cover... You before you do it. <laughs> I'm gonna, if I just don't do it, just I get bored one afternoon. Fuck it, I'm going to watch some Heat and then talk about it. Um, see, I'm going to do a review, or we're going to do a review of the Manchester Heat and Velocity and make that as its own, just to see if it is any different than all the other Heat and Velocities. As it's probably in, not. As it, probably not, probably not. So, Michael, the European tour continues with a bit of smack of the down. Uh, it's 14th of October. Uh, we're still in Manchester. I, th I thought it was quite weird. Um, I don't know why we've not had one in like Wembley, in Wembley, Wembley Arena. Like we've had the house show in Wembley, but like to have to have Raw and SmackDown. I imagine from production standpoint, it's it's incredibly well, and cheaper. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because uh, and the time as well. Do you know what I mean? Just to, to transport because they are recording. It's it's not like it's a house show. A couple of days later, they are recording it 24 hours later. So to, to ship all that stuff down to Wembley, you'd probably have to have like the, the same crew and the rig and everything just ready to go at Wembley and while they're taking the one down at Manchester. So that's probably why. That that answers my question straight away. I've answered my own question. <laughs> I like, did you like how Raw got a Midditron and Smackdown just gets a glittery <laughs> behind a taxi? Because that's how you know we're in the UK, a fucking taxi. Um, we see Teddy Long, we're backstage uh, as we open the show. Teddy Long and the SmackDown wrestlers. Um, everyone's looking a bit concerned, worried, maybe a certain person, which I'll... Because we're uh, all spoiled it. <laughs> and a certain person, I'll get to in a second, his overselling of the shock was amazing. Um, so Teddy Long confirms that John Cena was involved in an after-hours bar fight. Uh, Teddy says that Cena received several puncture wounds, including at least one to his kidney. Which, if, if that's, that's, that's fuck, he's fucked. If you get stabbed, yeah. stabbed in kidney is not, what a fucking angle. Yeah, I got stabbed in kidney and my, well, my scar you know, magically disappears. Back on TV. <laughs> um, 
Teddy, he says that John Cena told him personally that the show must go on. And he announced that tonight we'll get a battle royal to determine the number one contender for the United States title. And Eddie Guerrero's selling was fucking It's how he's eyeing that title up. Um, I, it, was, his... it was brilliant because it, it was overselling. When Teddy went, when the line that Teddy said he was in an after-hours bar fight, Eddie, Eddie was like, what? No way! <laughs> it's brilliant. Go back and watch it. The after the overselling from Eddie is amazing. Like it was perfect. Yeah, just... I love how he just eyed up the title as well. <laughs> the, I think the the thing is with the person we, we've mentioned it numerous times. Eddie Guerrero. The person is such a, one of them charismatic, funny guys that can just turn turn his char- turn his like his focus onto anything, and straight away he's going to be the star of that room. And he made sure he were front and centre. Of course, he weren't going to stand back with the ultra jobbers. Definitely not. He's the star. He is <laughs> yeah. Smackdown. He is Smackdown. He's Mr. Smackdown. Uh, so our opening match is the Van Man, Rob Van Dam versus Rene Dupree with Kenzo and his bitch. Uh, Kenzo, he seems living in America before the match and he gets ejected though because that, what, did the ref think it was that shit? Well, <laughs> I don't want to listen to that again. announce Ken and Hiroka. No, they, well, they... he announced Fifi. Ah, so it... he announced them too. So is that because he wasn't official manager for the night? He had to get rid of him. If they would have announced yeah, it, Fifi's official manager, yeah. <laughs> accompanied by, then he would have been fine to stay. But because he's not accompanying, he's uh, yeah. he's gone. He's like, why are you out here? <laughs> get back, son. Um, Van Damme it's quite a scary looking uh, belly to back suplex on Rene, uh, who landed like yeah. right on the back of his neck. But RBD gets the victory in one of them where. These people have been fighting amongst each other for fucking ages, it seems. The mid-card on SmackDown is so, so small because a lot of your mid-card has stepped up to the main event. JBL and Bob Holly. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, the mid-card at the minute, it's Cena, Booker, RVD, Renee. Oh, Booker's now going main event. Well, well, yeah. Potentially. Potentially. All right. But, all right, so if Booker goes up, so your mid-card's even worse. Cena's going up soon. So shit needs to change for SmackDown because their mid card at the minute is just Orlando Jordan, Rene Dupree, and RVD. Which is why I don't get why they didn't do a different result later on. We go backstage so we see Teddy Long and Paul Heyman. Um, he's absolutely scolding Paul Heyman for allowing Adam Wright to do what he did last week and smash up them indie-looking <laughs> wrestling fans. Um, but Long's his boss, so surely he can just yeah, but, fire him. But it's weird though. It's always like, with, with any authority figure in wrestling, I always find it's very, very strange how certain wrestlers have power over the authority figure. And then when you have a couple of authority figures in there, like you have now where Heyman is, is an authority figure as in regards to a manager, but he has a lot of fucking leeway and he gets a lot of shit his way with when, he, when he books stuff like now in modern day. Yeah, like, Adam Pearce and Roman <laughs> Oh, mate. Well, do you know the thing is, though? That was designed to just fuck up the internet. And Vince does it on purpose. That, and it's brilliant to watch yeah. because loads of people. That Brian Shinsuke match was. Oh, that was outstanding, outstanding. But with with Adam Pearce, with old Scrappy Doo, right? The the thing is, we all know that this is not going to be the outcome at the Royal Rumble. There's still what two and a half weeks, three weeks, or whatever. Um, I think maybe three rows, uh, three rows, three Smackdowns at least. Um, but that's not how it's going to end. I reckon it's still going to go with Kevin Owens. I reckon it's Kevin Owens is going to come back, defend Pierce. Something's going to happen. There's going to be the match on the line in the next couple of weeks. So it's not going to be Roman Reigns versus Adam Pierce. But because because a lot of fans think it is, man, the internet went crazy. And it's so funny to just sit back and watch. That's why it's one of my favourite pastimes. Table spot. 
Yeah, but th- it's never going to happen. It's that maybe right. They may spend a week, th- and we might see some clips from when Pierce was an actual because he was like a legit badass wrestler. Do you know what I mean? Former NWA champion. He's he's got a, his lineage in wrestling. He's fucking long, right? But not now. Nah, he's not wrestled for a long his time. Still long as well. Oh, definitely. Um, but yeah. <laughs> <No, that feeling. laughs> but he's um. He's certainly not going to be wrestling. That that's for sure. That's for sure. Moving on, Michael. Up next, Charlie Haas versus Billy Kidman. Um, it, it, weird one. Um, Haas. He came out of his knee tape to suffer an injury at a house show apparently several days before. So obviously on, on the tour. Um, Michael Cole announced that Miss Jackie was sent on because of a neck injury that was causing her too much pain after getting beat up by Billy Kidman. Um, Dawn Marie she runs down uh, screaming hysterically, begging Kidman not to do his shooting star press to Jack uh, to Charlie. Yeah, she needs to be careful as well. Because she was almost falling out. Yes, there was a. She's got a lot on show, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, Billy hits the shooting star press, which he nearly botched, um, smashing Hass's knee in the process. Uh, Dormery. I think that was on purpose. What? No, I think yeah, aiming for the aiming for the knee was the knee. aiming for the knee was, but it's just that rotation again. He doesn't come down flush. One, I one day. Did you? Because of how it was supposed to look. Yeah, yeah, I, I got the the element of it was down on the knee, but it it's it just it's for me one one little I don't even know how to put it. I, I don't know how he's never injured himself. Do you know what I mean? I know he's he's injured Charvo and they turn it into a storyline and all that, but I don't know how he's ever actually not injured himself because he doesn't come down. He's like an Evan Bourne or someone like that who's got so much grace when they do a shooting star. Kidman just well, all the time. Well, yeah, well, he's, that's leaving leaving the top rope. He struggles with doesn't he? Um, but he's got so much grace and he lands so flush with his body um, where Billy Kidman don't he just lands in a heap every single time I don't know how he's never hurt himself how he's never hurt himself um, so Billy is the shooting star Dawn Marie she continues to cry and freaks out trying to make it look like she was Hass's girlfriend she's like my Charlie my Charlie did you notice though when Dawn and refs were helping him backstage Charlie was getting a very good handful <laughs> <laughs> why fucking not um, we go backstage to the big dog with the page three girls. <laughs> um, Lufa, he, he starts hitting on them, but they're not bothered because they said they're already... Yeah, they're just thinking, who the fuck are you? Well, they're already seeing somebody, apparently. Every single one of them is seeing Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> Every you one know, of them. Latino heat. Well. It, it, he's got that heat. The worst heat is like. That, well, there is, that is it. That is it. Um, we're still backstage and we're with Josh Matthews with JBL. Uh, JBL, he, say, he says he's still feeling the effects of his match from, with Undertaker at No Mercy, and he complains about having to defend the WWE title in a hardcore match where he is. A, yeah, former hardcore champion who's famous for barb rolls. But, says he is a no, role. no, 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 no. That was Bradshaw. He's, a technical, he's a technical wrestler. Is JBL? He says England used to be the most barbaric country before they became a doormat for the rest of the world, which never a truer statement has ever been said. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine what JBL would think of Boris Johnson. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> should get on because... You can go out, but you can't go out. I want you to go out, but don't go out. And if you go out, come back in. But can the hungry kids have food? No, they can't. No, mate, that's fucking horrific. Have you seen some of them pictures? Horrific. That's fucking supposed to be 30 quid worth of scrap. Outrageous. And it's a sandwich, an apple, and a banana, and a bag of pasta, and a tin of beans, and a loaf of bread, and that's it. That's 30 quid. Cost you less than a fucking it's five. Fucking ridiculous, isn't it? Ridiculous. Um, JBL, 
Um, he continues uh, to mock England and mock uh, everybody here. He says, if I, if I were to give the UK an enema, I'd stick it right here in Manchester to a chorus of booze. It was like, JBL knows what he's doing. He is very, very good at his interviews, his promos. He's very good on the microphone, but he's still mid-card Bradshaw. Yes. And he never gets any better. Like, the moves that you see Bradshaw do are the moves that he did back when he was fucking Justin Ock Bradshaw. Justin. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's still basic shit. It never improves. And he goes on to be what? One of SmackDown's longest ever champions. <laughs> it's a fucking joke. Ridiculous. It's a joke. Absolutely ridiculous. Up next, it's the number one contender's US title, Battle Royal. Um, we get Kurt Angle, the big dog, the reflection of imperfection, Ren and Ken, OJ, um, Rey Mysterio, Eddie, the Van Man, the FBI, Funaki, the Dudleys, all three of them, Kidman, PJs. Scotty Two Jobby. Um, it comes down to Kurt Angle and Rey Mysterio and those two put on an absolute wrestling clinic of how not yeah. to get eliminated for like five minutes. Uh, I was so invested in it. I didn't even realise how oh, long it actually was. And then they're throwing each other out, they're holding on, they're beating each other up, they're doing a move, they're throwing each other out, they're holding on. Every single one of them is holding on, holding on. And then finally, finally... Your new number one contender for the US title, Rey Mysterio, which I thought was quite a good move because it's time to move Rey up. It's now to time. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's time to take a step up from the cruiserweight to the mid card. That's what I was saying. Ah. Earlier. What? So you were against it? No, this, I'm hoping that I was wanting Rey. Oh, this was the outcome you were wanting. It. Ah, I get you. I get you. I wanted Rey to take it ah, from Carly. I get you. I get you. Um, we get an interview with Josh Matthews with Rey Mysterio. Um, but Carlito interrupts the celebration. He says he doesn't want to wait and he wants the match to be right now. Rey Mysterio, he says he has no problem wrestling twice in one night and it's on. Carlito then attacks Rey Mysterio from behind and he spits in Rey's face. Now, why do faces do this? Why do they do it? It's your choice. Because You've got the option. You've won. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> You've got the option. You're in control. You've just been awarded number one contender. Do it on your own terms. Have a week. Have yeah. a fortnight. Do it on your own terms. Oh, I've got pride on my side. And surely... Nothing can go wrong for me. Surely, from a non-kayfabe point of view, from a business point of view, you'd surely want to do it on a pay-per-view and not on a SmackDown. Yeah. Because Especially surely that would be a bigger payday. Because of what we've just seen as well, the ending of that Battle Royale was amazing. That's it. It's not just, it's not just one of Battle Royale by doing Rey Mysterio that, that stuff, by springboarding. Oh, it was brilliant. It was absolutely... The, the whole... That, that whole fifth... Well, what was it, like five, six, six seven minutes or something like that? Something yeah, like of that, them yeah. just, like I said, just having a proper, like, one-on-one -on -one Battle Royale. That's what it felt like. It was outstanding. But he's just done that with Kurt Angle. And now he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll go again with this new, fresh, up-and-coming... Yeah, uh, Ray, you fucking idiot. Ray's just comparing Collier to Kurt. Ray Mysterio equals moron. What a dick. Babyface, lower your IQ. Up next, Michael, in what is not the main event of SmackDown, which is fucking weird, the WWE Championship is on the line in a hardcore match. With Bob Furman, Spark Plug, Bob Hardcore, Bobby Holly going up against John Bradshaw. I'm not really an acolyte. I never was an acolyte, Layfield. And it's sponsored by Clear Yourself and Men. Uh, That's when you get uh, spotted dick. Uh, <laughs> there you go, folks. That's your joke for this WWE, typical British things. 
I remember when we were sat watching SmackDown and it were like Angle versus Brock for 60 minutes and it was fucking amazing. Hell yes, it was. And now we've got JBL coming out in the <laughs> I love the rolls with the bullhorns on. <laughs> fucking I, brilliant. I <laughs> but Eddie should have come out with an Aston Martin later on. He's, he's, the thing is with Eddie, he only rents from that one company. We've mentioned this numerous times. They only, they, they only sure. do low riders, mate. <laughs> I'm sure they could have found somewhere the Pittsburgh. He could have just nicked one. He said, that's Eddie Guerrero, it's part of gimmick. He could just nick one in real life and when coppers come to arrest him, he's like, whoa, I like that Chiaz deal. <laughs> it's part of gimmick. <laughs> um, so, it's quite the hardcore match. Um, there's there's a lot of violence, a lot of meat, a lot of potatoes getting thrown. They hit each other very hard. It. I loved how the former NASCAR driver picked up a five mile per hour speed limit. <laughs> of all the fucking weapons. Um, a bit of cricket bat. Yeah, yeah well, the cricket bat. Uh, the thing is, it was the shock and the, like, the, the, just the uh, utter disparate. Did you have the same thought as me? If one of these two swung. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. But like I said, I, I had, my first initial thought was. Um, Michael Cole and like the commentators and how the reaction is from Bob Holly. They're like, what's this fucking random thing I've never seen before? So obviously cricket isn't really a thing in America, right? Um, but when when he like picked it up, yeah, my brain instantly went, whoa, if he cracks him with that, he's going to die. <laughs> yep. It's a cricket bat. <laughs> right, so like, you see, sure of that. I'm thinking more like just the speed. Like I played a bit of cricket when I was younger, and I'm not the biggest of person, and I could still whack a cricket ball pretty hard. Now, if you're looking at someone like a professional cricket, like Andrew Flintoff, Freddie Flintoff, right? He's like the size of a wrestler. Like the kid went into boxing. Yeah. So, I mean, he's the size of a wrestler, and man, he can smash that fucker so high and so hard and so far. Imagine if you're doing that and someone's a foot away Where from you. Well, that's it. <laughs> you are not using that cricket ball, you son. Um, but eventually, after not using the cricket bat and quite the ugly, stiff, nasty brawl, still, and it was no shock because titles don't change hand in England. And it, no. this was never going to... It's not when it's Bob Holly. <laughs> never going to happen. You knew it weren't going to happen. And still, your WWE well, champion... I'm not going to lie. Bob Holly? Because <laughs> of know. how barbaric it was, I kind of enjoyed it. Oh, I enjoyed it. Right, because I love a good hardcore match. Like when I was at my peak with wrestling, when I was 12, 13, 14, 15, right, when I was starting to prop, because we'd gone through that fluffy era of the, everyone had a second job and they were good guys and bad guys. Everything was starting to, yeah, everything got, got into the actual era and started to get crazy. And um, a hardcore, the hardcore division, Steve Blackman, and, and when Shane McMahon had it. The, the, the wars with Shane McMahon over the hardcore title. And then you've got Crash Hollywood fighting in the fucking funhouse with the headbangers. And every week it was something so funny, mate. When fucking uh, Patterson turned on Briscoe, or Briscoe turned on Patterson by one or the other. Yes. Do you know what he covered him in champagne, man, and did him in? Do you know what I mean? And then we had the evening gown match, yeah. The hardcore division was brilliant. So any throwback with two hardcore fucking icons from that division because every time there was a hardcore big man, like multi man match, the Acolytes or the APA were always involved, and so was Hardcore Holly. So this yep. was an ultimate throwback, but it was for the WWE title. <laughs> I think it was a great Hardcore match, but for a WWE title yeah. match. Yeah, like, I, I, 
remember back in um, was it WrestleMania 15 with the 15 minute as many pins as there is till end whoever's got its champion I'm sure WrestleMania 2000 yeah uh, I'm sure there was the spot on the outside where Bradshaw picked up that fan and smashed it in Furman's head or vice versa <laughs> <laughs> and then in the space of four years <laughs> they're both fighting for the WB championship wow <laughs> fucking Thurman fucking Bradshaw fucking wrestling fucking hell <laughs> anyway moving on Paul Heyman and Heidenreich uh, are in the ring and Heyman gives his sincere apology and promises the actions last week will never happen again and he, has, he says that Heidenreich has prepared something that he'd like to say. That being a fucking poem, and this is where it starts. Yeah, I'm tired of this shit. Well, no, so to be fair, because this was the first one, I found this funny. But I remember loads of the Heidenreich poems from back in the day. Don't obviously remember them. I can't recite them. Remember them? But I just remember them being like they weren't. The yeah, they weren't. They weren't over. They weren't over with me back then as a kid. I'd be surprised if it changes. But um, I did like the element of he couldn't get his words out. And he kept trying because the fans were shitting all over it. But like I said, how many times can he do this before this gets? He has to take it further. And I, like I said, I remember him coming out at one stage. It, it probably will happen in the next like month or so. And he reads like a five-minute fucking thing that doesn't make any sense and yeah it's so I don't know what you've, to, you've killed Brock Lesnar point five straight away Brock Lesnar won't come out and start reading fucking poems he'd be killing fucking cruiserweights exactly they should have just booked him like they were going to book it as the frozen nuts that's it yeah just uh, but not as a frozen no. nuts if that makes yeah, sense. but just as battering people, just coming out like a proper yeah. unhinged fucking, just battering folk every two minutes. It's exactly that of, what we see in a minute when he starts battering himself, <laughs> like he did in that dirt sheet story. Well, there is that. He starts battering himself. Like, not maybe. <laughs> That's it. Um, apparently, John Heidenreich is ready for a fight, but um, and he's happy to apologise, but he won't apologise to Undertaker, and he challenges him to bring the fight tonight. Um, Adam Reich, he walks around ringside. <laughs> I love how he goes around ringside um, and all of a sudden, like, he's uh, squaring it up to fucking all fans and that. Taz is shitting himself, Cole's shitting himself. Uh, Cole's thinking, fuck my asshole. Eamon, <laughs> um, he begs him to stop. He gets in the ring. Adam Reich follows and then he starts hitting himself in the head. <laughs> Adam Reich, bro, there's no point. Adam Reich's broke. <laughs> as soon as. Because if you hadn't told me that story before, on like, was it last episode? episode yeah, before? one of the two. Behind him right backstage, punching himself in noggin. Yep. You can check uh, that with you out on our back catalogue. <laughs> Do you know the thing is, I thought about this the last time you mentioned it. I'd say vast majority of people are probably asic of you plugging stuff that they're listening to on the same channel that they've probably already listened to. <laughs> <laughs> I do it for the news. <laughs> do it for the grand man. Up next, not the main event, just like WWE title match wasn't. It's the US title. It is your reigning, defending, undisputed heavyweight champion of the United States, Carlito Caribbean Cole, going up against that newcomer to the mid card division, Rey Mysterio. Um, it was a, a decent ish match. Carlito manages to get the victory, retains. He got a lot more offensive, of course. Yeah, what did, what did, you, what did you make to our uh, semi main event? I love that rolling finish. Rain the electric chair rolls down 
covers Carlito, but Carlito and Volzi will use the ropes. That's a genius way of stealing your title. That's the thing. If you're a heel, right, this is your domain. Why don't every every heel every time go for a dirty pin? Yeah. Like on the old on the old Smackers yeah. Smackers computer games, you can. Uh, that sounded very old fashioned. On the old uh, on the old computer games, uh, on like SmackDown versus Raw and Two K and all that, you can do dirty pins. Do you know what I mean? Why yeah. don't the heel do it every opportunity he gets to make a pinfall? I'd be grabbing that rope. I'd be going, look, ref, Superman, <laughs> grabbing rope. Always, always go. For, use your surroundings to your advantage. Absolutely. He was smart by uh, picking the arm all, all the time. You can tell he's like that from his dad. Well, he does come from a very strong bloodline of wrestlers. It's just a shame that his brother and his cousin never truly got over. They, they, they stay. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, what did they, they must have done a good like seven year stretch. They were around and they came back like, a couple of times after they disappeared. Because like, they come back as the Matadors and stuff, didn't they? After they were just yeah. Epico and Primo. Um, but it always, it always a shame for me that they never brought all three of them together and had them, you know, like, as, as yeah. a comeback, maybe like, maybe not now, but maybe five years ago, something like that, and had Carly will make his comeback and he brings his brother and his cousin with him and we get a proper family and they're badasses and like, like, like an Uso vibe, maybe. Yeah, that'd be cool. Maybe not as gangster because I don't know if they, if they could, do you know what I mean? But I don't know, yeah, just well, a bit more, well, ur bit more you know, urban. Dad might have been involved uh, in a murder. Well, well. That's 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 something for Dark Side of the Ring to talk about on another day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, have they, have they done a Carlito uh, a call on episode? Have they? Well, they did Brody, didn't they? Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, Michael, it is time for the main event of SmackDown in Manchester. It's a No Mercy rematch. It is the Big Dog going up against Eddie Guerrero. Um, and he comes out in a fucking mini. Yeah, it was it, like we said. We said earlier that why why didn't he come out in I don't know, like a bent yeah That's or a Bentley or something like that. Uh, but no, he comes out in a fucking like like I think it was like the Austin Powers vibe maybe they were going for. That was what Vince found funny about it. Yeah, actually, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and we come out with the the four page free girls who they they've done some fucking work over the last two nights. Fair play to him. They've got their money as well. Oh, you know, you got to get your face out of it. <laughs> when, yeah, but the problem is it's not the face that people recognise. <laughs> like, Lucy Pinder, can you remember her? She had, she, yes, from bloody Nora, bloody Nora. She had, she had boobs bigger than her head. and But that made her famous. Do you know what I mean? She, she had a good run back in like... If you've got it. That's it. Back in the early 2000s, she had a good run. She was always in page three. I'm surprised they didn't use her. For sure Marsh. Oh, bloody hell. That's, that's a throwback. Jesus Christ. Um, so, Eddie Guerrero versus Lufa. Um, Eddie, he goes for a frog splash late in the match, but Jindrak interferes, causes a DQ. Uh, Reigns and the reflection, they double-team Eddie, lay, lay him out with the, a spinning netbreaker. Um, Angle struts down to the ring with scissors and clippers, and instantly my thought were they're fucking not battery-operated, or they're not... Uh... There's no plug there. Yeah, what's that plug? Where are you going to stick that into, Kurt? <laughs> Instantly, I was like, "What are you going to?" He's just going to pull that extension link from under ring. Um, but, probably is a couple under there, to be fair. But, but the bald big show, he runs down to make the save and clears the ring with quite a lot of oomph about him. He's he's ready for tab tabo Tuesday. <laughs> 
even though there's no SmackDown on Taboo Tuesday. <laughs> that was a good. That was a solid, solid episode of SmackDown. I have to say, it was. Started out with. I give that one a three. It started. I'll give that one a three point five. It started Ooh. out on, as an emotional roller coaster with John Cena. You got the Battle Royal, which is a thing of beauty. Um, you got the last seven minutes. You know, fuck it, I'm going to give this a four. You got the last seven minutes of Rey Mysterio and, and Kurt trying to throw each other out. You got a hardcore match with two hardcore WWE icons for WWE title. You got a US title match and you got a No Mercy pay per view rematch. That is a fucking quality. Up from you, up you, and down cards. That was a well, that was one of. If you if we ignore the Billy Kidman and, and all that jazz, right? Um, well, I don't know. Get all you. Yeah, I, do you know what I mean? It's well, at least they're doing It's still storyline. It's still storyline. And if we kind of ignore the weirdness with Heidenreich, but again, they still carry on the storyline, even though I think they completely go in the wrong direction with Heidenreich. That was a solid episode of SmackDown, like. If you're going to bring it from being in Manchester, that's how you bring it. That yeah. was fucking outstanding. One of the best Smackdowns we've watched this year. I'm telling you now. Oh, I'm telling you now. And it absolutely pissed all over Raw. Like, Raw was good. This was great. Probably this was since the Rumble. No, I mean, I'm using it as a comparison with the Raw in Manchester Raw. Oh, it, do you know, it, do you know if we're making it a big thing because it is a big thing. It's the first ever Royal yeah, SmackDown in the UK. It's a bit. You've got a massive audience. Um, it absolutely shits. So, and that, that's what go back to what I said to begin with about with the ratings um, at, with SmackDown and Raw, where they got the bang same rating. Raw was pissed off. SmackDown were over the moon. Like people need to be tuning in. If this is how SmackDown's going to be going forward, I'm down. This I thought it was fucking brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, I don't think it does. Then. No, I don't think it does neither. Um, so the the European tour is over, Michael. After one more stop, which is Velocity, which is obviously recorded on the same night as SmackDown. Which again, like I keep saying, I'll record, I'll cover that in future episode. Um, so the tour over, and we go back to the states, Michael, for the go home show before Taboo Tuesday. But before then, would you like to hear some shocking, shocking news from the European tour? Yes. Well, cast your mind back to a European tour of years gone by, which was quite famous in the wrestling world for people like Ric Flair walking up and down the plane with his bollocks out. Uh, oh, this one. Mr. Perfect and Brock Lesnar throwing each other through the airport door nearly. So that was... Undertaker taking a, having a sleep <laughs> and Kurt Angle and Vince McMahon wrestling each other. Um, so that was one of the famous ones, yeah. Probably the most famous story of the European tour in the WWE. Well, this, this European tour's got its own shit. OneWrestling.com is reporting, on behalf of a source, details of Lillian Garcia getting into trouble on the tour of Europe. Apparently, Garcia... Lillian. <laughs> Apparently, Garcia spent one night partying excessively and consequently overslept, missing the bus. Dean Malenko could not reach her room via telephone and hotel security had to be called to enter the room to wake the diva. Garcia caught a taxi to get to the airport, giving the excuse that she went to the wrong hotel entrance and could not find the bus. Now, a conflicting source, however, claims the incident was blown out of proportion. She overslept and had knocked her phone off the hook and missed her wake-up call. She's a very sweet girl, and some of the haters were just trying to bury her for some reason. Yeah, Lillian doesn't seem like the kind of person to just forget to turn her alarm on when they're pissed up. 
<laughs> you don't know. You don't know. She might have had a night party night with the Rock. The Rock might have flown over just for a night with Lillian. You, that's that's well, right, I mean, wrestling's biggest local, wrestling's biggest secret love affair. That I'm telling you, Rock and Lillian. Oh, she loves us. <laughs> also, Michael, some more news from the European tour. Uh, Stacey Keebler, she's been featured in the Sun newspaper, which is one of the main nope. reasons why that we've had the Sun girls. There's a lot of heavy. The Sun have paid for a lot of heavy advertisement here. Um, and the, so Stacey Keebler was featured uh, there's numerous photos of Keebler and she has quoted Michael as saying the following what a lying bastard is how I'll begin this I love being the bad girl although though, <laughs> although when I come on stage I'm shy and sweet I'm always in sexy girly clothes I look like butter wouldn't melt in my mouth but looks are deceiving I can hold my own against the baddest girls and usually end up kicking their ass. I love posing for steamy photo shoots and wearing sexy clothes. Female wrestlers aren't often very sexy, but as an ex-model, I don't mind showing off my body. I know some of them not in the <laughs> Are you ready, Michael, for the go-home show and the final episode of Monday Night Raw on this little three-week stretch between No Mercy and Taboo Today? Let's do it. Let's do it. It's October the 18th. We are live from the Allstate Arena in Chicago, Illinois. As always, JR and Jerry Lawler are on commentary. And Bischoff, he's out and he challenges Eugene to a fight. He's in his full Cobra Kai gear. Um, it's, all, right, yeah, it's all just a ruse, though, because there is a man that wants to fight Eugene tonight, and it is not Eugene. Uh, it's not Eugene. It, well, it is a Eugene. It's Eugene Snitsky. Um, Eugene looks absolutely fucking terrified I want to say terrified He's and petrified <laughs> and it come out as terrified absolutely shitting himself but Snitsky he makes the mistake of targeting Eugene's head because Eugene then starts fighting back we get a yep. sunset flip he throws Snitsky he kind of pays for it though and Snitsky throws him into the post uh, Eugene goes for a rock bottom but Snitsky counters with an elbow yeah. and a clothesline he just looks it like really dude <laughs> and the, finishes him off with the pump handle slam uh, what a oh she was old finisher a, a jobber finisher it's a, what, what are all these new guys what are all these new big guys we've had fucking loads of them we brought this up before not one of them's got a decent finish probably Batista's his best and that's just to sit out powerbomb yeah and that's a well, basic that's like, basic last, really. the last good new finisher was probably RKO RKO or F5 yeah RKO oh, oh F5's a good shout as well well F you. That's just a, a Death Valley driver, but I think the whole it's, build up to it and the character, the yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But like yeah, I'd, I'd say if you're actually going on, so. if you're going on impact and actually what is, oh, that's a good move. RKO and F5, definitely. It's like look at Kurt Angle with the Angle Slam. How that ever got over, I don't know. Yeah, because <laughs> it's just you're just jumping around. If you were doing back. it quick and snapping them over, then maybe you'd win them for three seconds. But you're literally just jumping and falling backwards. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing to it. Um, you can have a go for me. <laughs> as long as you jump, I'm lifting you. Um, after the match, Snitsky grabs a chair, but William Regal makes the save. And the crowd, they're, they're chanting for Kane, but Kane apparently is in the building. Um, so he's 100,000% showing up like Yeah, but the fans are now on the side of the rapist. It's worked. They've, it's worked. Fox. They've made that they've in the space of a month and a half, uh, or two months maybe, 
They've made Kane go from I've raped Lita and made her pregnant to the fans now chanting him to come and beat up the baby girl. Um, we, we were then next to get a triple threat debate, which is moderated by Grish. Uh, it's Benoit, Edge and Michaels. Um, right, it's basically just promos. They're just doing promos to each other. Um, yep. Like Edge is like, they've had their chances. I've not had my chance. Benoit's like, I made fucking Triple H tap. Michaels is like, I beat tri Triple H for fucking years. Um, so it's Diva search <laughs> but they, is. they were always going to end up fighting, and they do. Uh, Benoit suplexes Edge, but switching music misses, only finding Grisham, and then it's shock horror. Todd Grisham's dead. See, I just kicked Todd. <laughs> up next, the heel divas versus the good divas again. 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 Are we just going to go up next? Yeah. Yeah. The the uh, yeah. yeah the the face divas won. Same the face divas won. Widow's Peak finisher. Same shit. Different week. Up next, Snitsky is bragging to someone over the phone about manhandling Eugene, and then Lita gets all up in his grill. She says, "You're the one that lost me, my baby." Uh, Snitsky though shoves her down and tells her, "Kane is deader than your baby." Ah, you evil bastard! All of a sudden, Jim Ross he obviously forgives. Him for setting fire to him, uh, if he yep. forgives him for raping, for raping Lita. Lita because he's because he goes, I hope King destroys Snitsky. <laughs> Was he on his phone to his dad? Because I'm sure he said dad at some point. Imagine if Snitsky's dad came as his manager and he was just as fucked up <laughs> as Snitsky. If not, it wasn't worse. his fault. <laughs> he's a good boy, really. He's a proper hick, but a proper slow hick. He's a good boy, really. Up next, Evolution's Batista and Ric Flair versus Randy Orton and Chris Jericho. Um, Orton goes for the RKO, but Flair shoves him into the ref. Jericho recovers, puts Flair in the walls. Flair taps, but the ref's out, which is a standard fucking thing on Raw at the minute. Uh, Batista yeah. levels Jericho with a clothesline. Flair gets the submission with the figure four. Um, it was a decent match. It wasn't bad, but again, it's... I think Jericho's, I say he's making that step up, but he keeps doing this. He makes the step up, he comes back down again, he goes back up again, he comes back down again. I, I think we are limited for challenges to Randy Orton's face run. Yeah. Because, I mean, it was... well, he's got he's gone against he... Triple H, and that's that's failed. Yep. Triple H has moved on now. Um, he's not, he's going to go against Flair at Taboo Tuesday. I, don't, I can't imagine this is going to be a long-running couple-of-month thing, but there isn't... Nice one, the Raw's got fuck-all heels. That's the thing. We've got Batista, but like, I don't want him to. Yeah, we've got we've got Edge who's on his way. So Edge against Orton has got potential to happen, but there's there's not. Also yeah, there's there's not many heels that I'm trying to speak about. If it never happened, <laughs> um, but yeah, there's there's not many heels for fucking Randy to go up against who's not Evolution. Um, I did you notice though at the end I thought it was very strange. How when Ric Flair got the win by submission, A, I've not seen that happen in fucking ages, and B, they played his music and not Evolution's. Yeah, and they both came out separately. Mm. Tag team that I mentioned it last week. Tag team dissension in Evolution. It's coming. They're setting the seas for Batista leaving I can now. feel it. And then we get the ultimate granddad, let me show you how to use a computer, as Jerry Lawler demonstrates, obviously it's a different time, right? It's 2004. The Wi-Fi won't be strong. He's probably using a fucking Ethernet cable that's fed somewhere or 
because a it takes the web page which it looks so basic so long to load up for him to place his his vote the disgusting bastard he votes on the uh on the divas school girl uh, and did you notice it he's got autofill on as well <laughs> security code had already come up before he'd started typing it oh, yeah. as suggested he'd already done this before <laughs> numerous times um Vince McMahon then joins us. Uh, he comes to talk Tabo Tuesday. Uh, Christian, though, he interjects because he's got strong words. Um, he sucks up to his peeps, who are now dubbed the Christian Coalition, which I that believe was, was that not his faction in TNA? Yes. Yeah, which I thought was, well, that's where it came from. Um, we get Basically, we get all the mid-card from Raw comes out, staking a claim to be fucking Vince's boy, it seems. So Vince is like, right, go on, then you can all have a match. And the winner will get my fucking seal of approval, my endorsement, and you'll be my new boy. Uh, so we've got Shelton. Shelton, Benj- Shelton Benjamin, Christian, Tajiri, Rhino, Coach, and Hurricane. Um, Christian rolls Benjamin up, grabs the ropes for two. He catches Benjamin going maneuver. up to it. <laughs> what a maneuver. Oh, and by the way, yeah, Vince is on commentary. So what is this? Co- or every single move. What a maneuver. What a maneuver. <laughs> Uh, Christian flips out of a backdrop suplex but walks right into a T-bone for the one, two, three. What a manoeuvre. Um, pretty good kind of once they got down to the two because Rajas, uh, Rajas? <laughs> Tajiri and Rhino and obviously Coach, Hurricane, that's kind of not what the focus is in the mid-card. No, it, the focus it is on... just these two. Yeah, and Shelton and Christian. Uh, Vince, he gives Benjamin his endorsement but Benjamin says, I don't want it. All they care about is the people. So what the fucking point was of that? It should have been Christian going over. But this is, again, is remember people to vote for Shelton. Yep. Nobody else. Shelton Benjamin's the one you need to vote for. I was sure I said this in last match. When are we going to get the payoff for Batista and Jericho? Because if Jericho... They're feuding for the IC title, essentially, now. Probably next week. After Probably the week after Taboo Tuesday, maybe. They'll just rehash that again. If Jericho loses at Taboo Tuesday... He's not mm. losing to Batista. Mm. But then where does it where does Jericho go? Does he lose a bit of weight and join SmackDown and join Cruiserweight division? He could dominate that. Absolutely. Up next we get another debate, which is between Carmella and Chris Demi. Uh um, this should be over now. Which is going on to Taboo Tuesday because they talk about what kind of match they're going to have. Carmella wants an aerobics challenge because apparently she's been an aerobic competitor for six years. Just a little bit just star jumps and shit. Christy, <laughs> uh, though, she says she'll do anything the fans want. Tonight, though, she wants to do something special and she plants a kiss onto Lillian Garcia, that little party girl. Hey, that's that's what... right, we started. <laughs> um, stupid segment, diva bollocks that we don't need. We thought we got rid of. It was a fun ride. We thought that was it. It was over. Christy's going to go on and dominate the diva division. No, she's fighting at Taboo Tuesday against fucking not that Carmella. Why? Why is she back? Why? 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 Why invest Why? in her? Why? What? What's they to invest in? Why? Bah. Name. It's got a bit name. In Vince's mind, she's in Playboy. She's a name. People know she is. People don't like her. They prove that in fucking the, every single week when she come out and everyone booed fuck out of her. Do you know what I mean? It's just that, yeah. I don't know. No Vince just probably wants to fuck her, doesn't he? Yeah, Vince just wants to fuck her. That'll be what it is. And that's why Vince keeps her around. Because he wants to fuck her. Up next, oh, Michael. Main, main event time. Shawn Michaels, Chris Benoit and Edge. 
with Triple H on the commentary team. Uh, Benoit, he puts Edge in the sharpshooter, but Michaels hits him with a super kick before Edge can tap. Uh, Edge crotches Michaels on the ring post, covers Benoit for a two. Edge goes for a spear, but Benoit counters into a crossface, switches it up into a roll-up, but Edge then counters, grabs the rope, which is one of Edge, Edge's favourite moves. Going back to what I said earlier, every heel should do it at all times. Grabs the ropes, one, two, three. Um, I thought, yeah, if, if this is the go-home show, Great are they, they're wanting Edge. Are they wanting Edge? Is that what they want you to vote for? Yes. Because I don't know, I'm swayed now, because I know I said after the last episode about how the website and um, they were showing just a picture on the screen that they were saying, who's going to fight Triple H for the title? And the only other picture they showed alongside Triple H was Shawn Michaels. But I don't know. Putting Edge over... It's like he's been put, In every promo, Edge has gone over the strongest. In every um, yeah. in every interaction after the promo, Edge has like, speared Maybe one, speared another. He's up. want Edge to win eventually. Maybe they're not wanting him but yet. But just not now. They still be a test. Mm. Maybe. Did you catch... Uh, I don't know. Allen ...on commentary? Over a million people have voted by the time main event has started. Already? And the voting started at what, 10? Alan says that was alarming. So vote, yeah. One million people. That, Alan says that's alarming. I say it's alarming that the world doesn't get more viewers than that in 2020 and 2021. Oh, definitely. Michael, before we get on to the card for Table Tuesday, I have a quick little bit of dirt sheet news. Well, not really dirt sheet, WB.com sheet. They've released the list of the eight finalists for its Tough Enough competition. John Mayer, who's six foot five and two hundred thirty pounds. Nick Mitchell, six foot two, two hundred fifty pounds. Mike, M oh, hang on, my fucking tablet's just. Where's my notes gone? Why's my screen just gone blank? What the fuck? Hang on, let me get my note back up again. Where's it gone? Heat velocity. There we are. Right, yeah. Mike Mizanin, who's six foot one and two hundred ten pounds. Chris Narocki, who I had to double take because I thought he said Nowinski and I thought he's going again. <laughs> uh, so Chris Narocki is six foot four and 260 pounds. I already like Chris Nowinski already. Dan Daniel Puder, six foot two and 235 pounds. So a very small guy. Not as small as this Mike Mizanin guy, but quite a small guy. His name sounds familiar. I don't know where from. Um, the next one, he sounds like a small-ish but stocky guy. Ryan Reeves. We've got a big man, Daniel Rodimer, who's six foot seven and three hundred pounds. Big boy. And we've got an even bigger boy, our final contestant, Justice Smith, who is what a day. Three hundred pounds and six foot nine. Fuck. <laughs> that is that is a main event name and size right there. Uh, we need to get hold of tough enough. And start fucking looking at following Justice Smith for the win. But that has been, Michael, Raw and Smack of the Down. Shall we run down before we go the card for our next pay-per-view, which will be Taboo Tuesday, coming to you live on the WWE Network. But not actually tomorrow. <laughs> Unless you're listening to this the day before. Yeah, you could you've released it. Yeah, if you want to do that. You might have to wait a few weeks. <laughs> So the card then, Michael, for Taboo Tuesday, our world title match. What we got coming your way? We've got Triple H defending against either the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels, the su the future rated R superstar Edge, or the Rapid Wolverine Chris Benoit. The Intercontinental title match. So we've got Chris Jericho 
defending against one of fucking anyone who's not in a match, really. So you got Belt, Schultz, Batista, Coach, Christian Rhino, Maven, Regal, Hurricane, Tom Coach, Jamie, Steve Richards, Uncle Val, Rosie, Chuck Palumbo, and Rodney Mack. Yes, Rodney Mack. No, Chuck Palumbo. I want Chuck Palumbo for the win. Vote Palumbo, people. Vote Palumbo. Um, Kane versus Gene Snitsky. Michael, what's your options? This is a fans choose the weapon. So it's your choices are steel chair, a lead pipe, or a steel chain. Steel. I've got a feeling it's going to be a lead pipe. pipe. Absolutely. Pipe. Absolutely. And then we've got Eugene versus Eric Bischoff. Michael, what are the stipulations? So the loser will either have to wear a dress, either have to be the winner's servant, or have their head shaved bald. We've got the WWE Women's title. It's the Diva Battle Royal. Michael, what will the fans vote for the Divas to wear? What, what will be your fantasy? Will it be a Divas dressed as schoolgirls? As a nurse? I bet that's your option. No. Or French maid. It's not. Right? That's mine. I've told people this all the time. People always say, oh, nurse's outfit. Oh, nurse. They sex it. Like, do you know when your mistress come home from a 12-hour night shift? Right? No sexy about that uniform. I'm telling you right now. I, it, some nights it can be covered in various things. <laughs> See, French made for me. And final match on the card, Michael. Diva search bollocks. Is there even a stipulation in this? Or did they announce actually what yeah. it was going to be? So we're going to either have uh, an aerobics challenge. Oh, so they, I thought they were messing. <laughs> an evening gown match. For fuck's sake, that's what it's going to be, isn't it? Or a lingerie pillow fight. Oh, that's what it's going to be, isn't That's it? the winner. That's winning. I'm telling you. We're going to have a schoolgirl match and a lingerie pillow fight match on a pay-per-view. Fucking hell. We've also got Randy Orton versus Ric Flair. Yes. Either a submission match. I forgot about that match. A falls count any, well, anywhere match. Or a cage match. Or a steel cage match. So it's obviously going to be a cage match. It's got to be a steel cage match. What what fucking idiot would vote for anything apart from a steel cage? Maybe a submission match. False. Yeah, but false can't anywhere. You can do that. In it with, why you do that just in the steel cage? And get, but get the, the fans. The fans all think, oh, they might come and fight by us. Yeah, it depends. How does if they're gonna lower the cage while you're in the ring? So Flair and Orton come out and they go and I don't know whoever announces the steps. Uh, he goes right. So the winning vote is cage match. Are they going to lower the cage? That gives you enough time to go outside, get some weapons, bring them back in. Hell yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I'd, I'd be Smart. voting straight up. I'd be voting for Steel Cage. So is that the card then? Or have I missed any matches? That's it. That is it. So that will be coming next Taboo Tuesday. I think, Michael, on that note, you can let them know if they don't already. And why don't they? Where they can find us on all forms of social media. So on all forms of social media, that's at our era podcast. That is it. And also, we've mentioned it a few times, we do have a Patreon. If anyone out there, we, we, there is a couple of you that do, and we thank you ever so much. And we hope you enjoy the extra stuff. We do hope you enjoy the extra stuff. Uh, but yeah, we have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash RA era. We've had a little play about with the tiers. Um, so if you want to support us, right, we've, we've put three options. We don't know if... You do what you want. <laughs> That's what I've always said. If you don't want to do it, we ain't, we ain't telling you to. Do you know what I mean? Um, we're still going to keep doing everything free on YouTube, SoundCloud, all the other feeds. Um, 
But if you do want to support the show, uh, you've got three options and you will always get a little something back for your contribution towards making us a, just a better product. We're, we're aiming to get Mike a new mic. That's the mission number one. And we're like 70% there towards the goal. <laughs> I just need to buy a new host cable, man. That's all I need. Um, so um, for one, you can buy us a shot. Pledge tier number one. Buy us a shot. It's one pound or one dollar. Um, and for pledging, you'll get access to RA Era episodes a week before their official release, starting with Taboo Tuesday. So once Taboo Tuesday is recorded, edited, it's going to be live for one week on Patreon. If you want to, if you can't wait a week, if you love Ruthless that much, then pay a, pay a pound. You can get access to that. Also, uh, you, we're going to do bonus episodes, DVD reviews. Also, you'll get access to the Hunter Games, where you can join myself and Mike, where we look at every single pay-per-view WB slash WF uh, match of Triple, Hunter, Allen, Hurst, Levesque, Helmsley, Titchmarsh. Um, we've just done, we're just about to do Survivor Series 96, I want to say. Yes, the debut of one Rocky Maivia. Yeah, nothing really of any note apart from him saying goodbye to his pals and fucking off and coming back. And It's not really happened, has it? He's not really done much of any, like... A lot of his pay-per-views at the minute, we're more excited about other wrestlers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Barry Windham as the stalker with that face paint. <laughs> Why are you wearing face paint? You know it's him. Um, but if you want to give that little bit more to your boys, um, we've got the main event Maven tier, which for £2 or $2, um, for pledging, you'll get everything in tier one. Um, you'll also get access to our show notes from the Hunter Games and our R8 episodes starting at Taboo Tuesday. And also, you'll get access to the blooper reel. Now, during a recording of this, especially during these Skype times, we'll, we'll, we'll forget stuff and talk over each other. And it's There's a lot of shit that I, I cut out that becomes before pre-edit and stuff and, and all that jazz. Um, so, yeah, we're going to bang all that together on an MP, um, upload it on MP3 and all just a little bit more fun because there is a lot that we cut out that I think is hilarious. I really do, but it's stuff that we can't. We could never, we could never air, <laughs> never air. Um, and also, so it's a listen at your own risk kind of stuff. <laughs> and also for the, in the two pound slash two dollar tier, uh, we'll review any pay per view of your choosing. Um, so if you just want to sign up for once for two dollars. We'll see you signing. We'll contact you. You'll let us know what we'll review. We'll review it if that's, and then you can just leave if that's what you want to do. And then you've got us reviewing your pay per view forever. That's entirely up to you. We're not asking for anybody to sign up for a month. Do exactly how you please. If you don't, don't. Uh, if you do, you do. And if you do, and you, money, guys. and you want to go that little bit higher, uh, we've got the Al Wilson tier. Where for £4.50 or $4.50, well, we know we're going a bit wilder this. You can join us for an episode. So you get everything from tier one, everything from tier two, and then join us for an episode. We'll do it either Skype or Zoom or whatever that jazz. Um, join us either on the Ruthless we'll Journey. Yeah, join us on the Hunter Games. Um, it's entirely up to you. But yeah, now I know at these terrible fucking, especially in the UK, these horrible COVID shitty times and stuff. Uh, so there is, it's intact. Do you know what I mean? If you can't, you can't. I'm, I'm, 
we're not saying come on you've got to run because they, like i said the feed is always going to be the same we're always going to provide him with you with the ruthless era with vengeance with heat with all the bonus stuff that's coming with it there's still gonna be a lot of stuff that i'm gonna add up to youtube i need to be a bit more on top of the youtube stuff uh, loads and loads and loads of content coming your way but if you do want to support us like i said in any which way we will support you by trying to be entertaining as much as we're probably not <laughs> if you can like this as well exactly exactly a like a share and a subscribe man i sound like a youtuber don't forget to hit that notification and click that bell um but until taboo tuesday i've been dave that's been big sexy we love each and every one of you stay safe look after each other and just fucking wash your hands ruthless aggression What's my life, my time, my rights, my rhymes, my rhyme, my struggle, hustle, sweat, and my blood too. A predator smells fear, I smell a lot, my competitors flex here. When they smoked, I was hot, I want it all. Excess, the sex, much success, stress sucks, I want it all, no less. So come on!